Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, and welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here for episode number 95 here on Monday, August 20th, 2018, here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. I am Joe Murata. That, as always, is Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy doody. How you doing there, sir? Another uh, 95th episode, another one. Yes, another one. Another, <laughs> the, the second 95th episode. <laughs> this will be a fun time, Quinn, because obviously 1995 was such a fun year, wasn't well, it? Well, it was the year I got into wrestling. It was, full yes. Time. Can... I, I, was, I was kind of a part-time fan. Yeah, you were temp to hire. <laughs> yeah. I was like, in my, they, they were giving me the orientation in yes. 1994. And if uh, you're new to this, here's an orientation for you. We're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. But before we get to that, why don't you reach us on Twitter if you haven't yet at OVP Podcast? You can also email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, there's a great place. It's on the internet and you can hang out with uh, me and you and a bunch of other retro wrestling fanatics there. It's on Facebook. Yes, it involves a face and a book. And you go over there, a Facebook. <laughs> dot web yeah. dot com oh either way yeah yeah and then you type in the search bar they have one of those just like google oh, have you ever heard of yahoo or yeah, i've heard of yahoo dog yeah. pile or whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever Hot bot. whichever one you use sure. it's kind of like that and right. in that search bar you type our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast okay then what and then it's going to be like hey there's this group and there's this other page click on the group <laughs> you hit join and you're in we will let you in usually within minutes unless it's like four o'clock in the morning eastern right. standard time <laughs> yeah we don't run a 24 7 operation yeah. but we come close right uh so and over at that group you can be a new fan you can be an older fan you can be someone that watched in the uh ivan putski days if you will or you can be someone that's keeping up with the current product still and you know remembers the old stuff i mean we even welcome people that you know gotch that they yes. were around then yes definitely gotch and a hack and schmidt people who you know fought the civil war and they, yep. they really like their abraham Lincoln, the, re- wrestler. the wrestler, the great wrestler. So you can discuss Lincoln, Gotcha, and Roman Reigns over yeah. at our Facebook group. We welcome everyone of any wrestling background, any country, any religion, race, sex, creed, all of those things. Creed. If you like the band Creed, you're still welcome there. Apollo Creed. Yes, we, Apollo we accept Creed. Apollo Creed. The band. Apostles Creed. We also accept Creed 2, the other, <laughs> yes. the new Creed movie, his son. Yes. I don't remember son. his name in that it's okay. movie. But. No one really cares. Yeah. But yeah. Go over to the Facebook group. It'll be a great time there. And later on in the show, we're going to have more information on our Patreon if you wish to donate. Uh, the OVP 100, we'll be talking about that as well. And some friends of the show. But Quinn, all this season long, in honor and in commemoration of the 90s, we're doing 90s in a nutshell. Help! Help. I'm, I'm in, in a, a nutshell. nutshell. And uh, last week, 1994, last year, I should say, hmm. here's a few highlights for you. Hulk Hogan signs with WCW. The first Super J Cup happened. The Undertaker dies and then comes back and fights himself. And the WWF now runs on diesel power. That is 1994 in a nutshell. Let's go to 1995 in a nutshell. Welcome, everybody. The revolutionary force in sports entertainment. As the biggest night in the history of this great organization. Oh my god! 
good guys versus bad guys. The WCW. New World Order. It sucks. We've arrived, Quinn, 1995 in a nutshell. This wow, one. that's unfortunate. <laughs> those, those, 1995 in a nutshell. Ooh, oh, we're here. We're here, folks. And 1995, as Quinn mentioned, was the year that he became a full-timer. And what a year to pick, Michael. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still here. <laughs> I, know, I, I know, right? Because I think we've hit the depths, right? Like, this is... This is the pit, right? This is bottom for the, all of wrestling. This is really bad, especially for uh, our favorite company, of course, the yeah. World Wrestling Federation. Yep. I want to start off, actually, by talking about them, Quinn. In January, in a big what I'd call PR move, they had Lawrence Taylor, the former New York football giant, right. get into a, not to be confused with a New York baseball giant, okay? Yeah. Uh, get into a confrontation um, at the Royal Rumble 95 with Bam Bam Bigelow, which led to a match a few months later. <laughs> On one hand, I got to applaud Vince because the company was in the poopies right by, by early they 95. They were quite in the toilet. No one cared. No one cared at all. <laughs> so, LT, would you say a pretty big coup, moderate coup? So, I consider it a moderate coup because I feel <laughs> that although we, being in the New York metropolitan area, yes. we were Giants fans and we yep. knew who LT was, I can see how probably a lot of people might have not known who yeah. a defensive linebacker man not at all <laughs> not, not yeah, a running true. back or anything like not that some famous like yeah now he did have like the most like tackles or something yes. at that by that point in time ever but i mean still i don't know you know if you live in california if you give a shit about lt you probably don't and what do you think of the choice of opponent to pair him up with bam, bam. that's the thing i never understood wouldn't you get, like, whoever either the top heel is, like, Shawn Michaels, or, you know, if you wanted to do some tag match where he tag teams with Diesel or something and Shawn and Sid fight right. him? Yeah, it's something like that. Kind of in the vein of WrestleMania 1, except right. much worse. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, at least that makes, like, oh, those are big names in your company right now. Yep. Like, people you want to highlight. And I understand that Shawn, Brett, Diesel, they weren't even household names no, in 1995. Undertaker, like, yeah, they Razor. but they were they were the big names of the World Wrestling Federation yeah. of the time. So yeah, it always struck me as a little odd they put him with Bam Bam. I thought Bam Bam did a good job overall with the well, angle. Yeah, he was a professional. Yep. It's not like they gave him like a slouch. It's just that they gave him a, a guy that was very accomplished that not a lot of people knew who the fuck he <laughs> right. was. Like a very, very like a niche audience for Bam Bam Bigelow. Right, you yeah, know? exactly. So that was January when that kicked off and more on that later, I'm sure. But Quinn, in February, something happened at Super Brawl 4 over in the WCW. Hulk Hogan, who, yes. of course, signed with w, uh, WCW earlier in uh, mid-1994. We're deep in Hulkamania 2 right now. Yeah, basically. Hulkamania 2, electric yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> faced off in kind of a dream match on paper, anyway, but not in practice. Big Van Vader versus Hulk Hogan. Is this the first meeting? This is the first big one-on-one. Keep an eye on it, Jimmy Hart. Don't worry, Huckster. Do you know what I hate? Hulk Hogan. So this is the problem where it starts to become apparent when Hogan comes in, everyone who was a dominating force for years in WCW by that point, they're all relegated to losers who can't beat Hulk Hogan immediately. They're, they're Killer Khan 1987. Yeah, it, essentially. It, it sucks because that's not the Vader they portrayed for 
three years. Three, four years, yeah. right. Like, they portrayed him as, like, somebody that was a big deal, like a, a number one player. The guy that, like, Gene Okerlund came to Ric Flair's house to, like, wish him well and take him to because the match. Because he was so dangerous. Ashley. <laughs> and, it's, and Hulk Hogan just makes short work of him. You yep. know, the usual... All the bullshit. And they had a half-ass feud that dragged on through 95. Remember Bash at the Beach? Yep. Like, it, it just, this was now, the I start remember when I first got to wrestling, this yep. was the main Hogan feud, was Vader versus Hulk Hogan, and you it me- sucked. Remember all the Super Bowl 4, like, report, or Super Bowl 5. If I said 4 before, I apologize. Super Bowl 5 reports, like, with Mean Gene and the, the control center, basically. Yeah, I remember I mean, all I, that. I, vaguely yeah. on, on, on a Saturday night. But Saturday it, night. it wasn't that, you know, it didn't seem like, a, nothing seemed like a big deal at this point in time. Fair it just seemed it. like, well, this is what wrestling is. Like like, <laughs> it was like we were going 23 miles per hour in a 25. It's just yeah, a little under the speed limit. a little under the speed limit, kind of rolling along. <laughs> yeah. Like, just business as usual. Yeah. Nothing matters. Right. Speaking of nothing mattering, the following month in March, WCW held their first uncensored. Yeah. Highlights included, Quinn, the truck match. Uh, that would be Blacktop Bully versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh, yeah. The, the one where they fight on the tractor trailer <laughs> while it's moving thing. And somebody's... <laughs> yes. Somebody blades on it and they get fired for no... They like, both do. Okay, to me, that's insane. They're fighting on a fucking moving vehicle. Like, the least of your worries is that somebody bladed. I know. Like, like and it's Somebody such a, could die. I know, it's such a stupid concept. Like, if you've never seen this from Uncensored 95, it's, a, it's an 18-wheeler with, like, an open bed with a bunch of hay... It is what you think it is, right? An 18-wheeler with a bunch of hay yes. and a truck, basically, And right? a helicopter shot That's following it. That's the part it. I was going to say. It's the helicopter. Could you imagine how expensive <laughs> yes. it was to fucking film this thing? Like, <laughs> it's like movie cameras and stuff. Because you can't use regular, like, cameras to film a high-speed right. chase. <laughs> a match on a fucking, like, go, a match going at 80 miles per hour down, like, a country road. Yes. And I think they had a second unit behind it filming yeah. it as well. And it, they were clearly, like, in a place where they, they had you know, obviously partitioned off or something. Yes. And it was like in farmland. It was somewhere where they didn't have to pay a lot of money to get the, (laughs) they probably like probably some farmer who owned this stretch. Yeah. And there was roads there. You can use my cornfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's literally what it was. So Hogan also fought Vader again, this time in a strap match, but not a Yapapai. It was not a Yapapai. This is not the Yapapai? It's not the Yapapai. Is that later this year? That's later on in, in Hogan's career in oh, WCW. Oh, not 1995. No. 1995 has so much shit, I can't even keep track of it. Speaking of which, the Renegade debuted at this pay-per-view. Oh, that shit. Yeah. This was, of course, the Ultimate Warrior's... Uh, not the His better known as not, not the ultimate warrior basically yeah. it was kind of a guy that was about the size of the one two three kid mixed with tatanka i would say he had tatanka's physique <laughs> and talent yeah i think tatanka's better than the renegade now, the thing with the renegade though at the time as a kid i remember thinking it was really cool you for would. some reason well because you were nine well also because the ultimate warrior i'm new to wrestling and he's not around so i'm right. like oh and he's like the ultimate warrior so the ultimate warrior is awesome because i'd watch the vhs tapes right to catch up with things like i yeah. don't by 95 i was already watching the old tapes like sure. i knew what happened in yeah, like too. the 80s and right 90s me too by yep. 95 and uh so they got you with the renegade for a little while huh? yeah because i was like this is cool and then but, you saw him wrestle and then and well then the wwf later on would be like <laughs> oh the real ultimate warriors coming back it's like oh well, fuck this <laughs> so that's a good one on there in wcw in april one of the worst wrestlemanias ever honestly oh Quinn. yes 11 the numbers all go to 11 the first WrestleMania I saw live, and the worst Same. WrestleMania I saw live. Same. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. probably, the, probably It was agree. horrible. It was horrible. This is obviously LT and Bam Bam uh, close of the show, and honestly, I think we've talked about this match before. 
it's it's the savage steamboat of WrestleMania celebrity matches. I mean, it well, was maybe I'll maybe that maybe Rousey and uh, Angle cranked that up and dial. I like how recently. that's like the new king. It was awesome, but was, or queen, king queen, Emma. <laughs> yeah, but LT Bam Bam was fine. Yeah, I mean that WrestleMania has such great things as Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing chess with <laughs> Bob Backlund, the guy that no one cares about from NYPD Blue, Nicholas yeah. Turturro. Yeah, <laughs> NYPD Blues, Nicholas Turturro. Who cares? And obviously, Sean versus Diesel in a ass-backwards match. And I don't fault... I do fault Sean for making himself look good, but yeah. at the expense of Diesel, and, and so does Kevin Nash. I've got Sean. I know for a fact he's going to try to blow me up. He's going to try to outperform me because he wants my fucking spot. However, I fault the booking more than anything because you just have Shawn Michaels in January do, like, even though it was a shorter Royal Rumble. It was awesome. That's actually a highlight of the year is that Royal Rumble win. Yeah, I mean, it had such luminaries like Dick Murdoch in it and <laughs> yeah. Crush. Yeah, but it's the it's the way it ended. And Rick what, Martell. It's the way it ended, Joe. And Jimmy Del Rey. And well done. I mean, it <laughs> had a lot stop of... stop <laughs> degrading his win? <laughs> and it was like 40 minutes. But at the same time, they had spent the better part of, oh, I don't know, the summer of 94 until WrestleMania 11 mm-hmm. really making Shawn Michaels a big deal. He right. barely wrestled for a while. He had his own interview segment. He was Diesel's manager. Prominent role. Mm-hmm. Wins the Rumble. Beats everybody in route to this match. Bulldog on route. Adam Bomb he had a little feud with. Mm-hmm. So finally, Diesel does the ultimate dick thing and takes Shawn's girl. I hated it. <laughs> plain and simple there's really nothing else to say so did the Hartford I, Connecticut I think it's really stupid I think you're right because Diesel it's hard to have sympathy when Sean's bumping around like a pinball mm-hmm. and Diesel's like ah, I got Pamela Anderson and I know they tried like by putting Listen, Sid in Sean's corner but people yeah. liked Sid yeah I just you know it's weird you know it's just like I don't even though you tried to say like Sean made Diesel look bad or something, uh, I am not the only one that says that. Listen to me, it just was like a regular Sean match. It was. It wasn't even that good though. Yeah, for exactly. Them. It was like a low tier, yeah. but like there wasn't anything exceptionally bad about no, it either. There wasn't. Like, there it, wasn't. It was just like they wrestled and Sean lost, and the crowd and, was kind of disappointed. Right. That's all it was. Yeah, and I agree. I just don't understand like. I don't think it's on either of them. I just think that it was the wrong main event for the wrong time. It's like, honestly, what it was. Perfect way to put it. Yeah. Because they put too much into Sean, and Diesel wasn't really that established yet. He had a draw with Bret Hart at the Rumble. Right. And he didn't do anything else, really, you if know, anything, since winning the Diesel title. Diesel just shouldn't have been the champion. Yet, right? Maybe, like, later. Well, yeah, like, Sean should have fought Bret at this point. That's what they needed that in 1995. That is what they needed. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to also mention that in April of 1995, a young, fresh-faced, and weirdly accented Hunter Hearst Helmsley debuted in the World Wrestling and Federation. And so begins the greatest story ever told, as <laughs> as, as said by um, uh, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling video. Yes, that's on right. YouTube or whatever. Triple H repeatedly wins the title off guys who could kick his ass. In May, though, something interesting happened because WCW had been doing it first, and WWF, if anything, Vince McMahon does not like to play catch up to other promotions. Mm-hmm. He does not like when people do things ahead of him. He does not like when people do things better than him. Uh, so finally, in May of 1995, WWF bit the bullet and introduced the first of their monthly pay-per-views to fill in the gaps between the big ones, that being in your house. I would say they didn't even do that very well. Because like, <laughs> first, let me You're say right. something here. The idea of like in your in your house is a dumb name. Like I totally agree. Second of all, they were like two-hour pay-per-views. Yes, Sometimes they were. not even. 
third of all, yeah. it's like what the best thing about it is they give away a house in the first one. Just the first one. And then it's just like in your house two, in <laughs> your house three. Like at some point, it, like even by the end of 95, it's like, why are they even called in your house? Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I, it was such a, that name had no long lasting potential. And the thing is, I was like, endlessly perplexed why every single one was called in your house like i, I was like what is that like they're not, are they giving the house away again like i was really that's confused. what hung you up on it yeah and of course that would be highlighted that first one by that great diesel sid main event that Horrible. we talked about pretty recently awful awful now, way I actually to didn't, kick this off i didn't order that pay-per-view because Good. well my dad i remember wouldn't get it because it was dirt like because the idea that the wwf was doing monthly he was like we're not Hey, right, like, right. WrestleMania was one thing. Like, well, don't you also? That's a great point. Yeah, maybe your dad was onto something because if the WWF's going to price these two-hour cheaper ones, doesn't that make them to the parents if if no one else seem less important? Like, well, they're cheaper one, which is as a kid, that's like a way to try to convince your parents right. to get it. But at the same time, they're more frequent now, so your parents are like, what? Like, you're really spending more. Well, sometimes I don't think even that was the mentality. It was just like, does like this matter? I could just get him the one next month. Who cares? And like, he'd, he'd know? be right about yeah, that. Like, <laughs> but actually, the next month, Quinn, would be a, a fun one to get because that is in Philadelphia, King of the Ring 95, where Mabel won the tournament, uh, a tournament that included, mind you, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, face turned Shawn yeah, Michaels I by hate, now. I hate this King of the Ring also. Uh, people hated it, yeah. And I remember, again, this was because of In Your House, it like ruined my parents' like getting allowing me to get more <laughs> like we couldn't get this one either it was like not until like a little like i think SummerSlam, i was allowed to order a pay-per-view again well you, you admit you dodged a bullet quinn yeah but i remember reading feverishly in the magazine so because, like i did for some reason in my in my kid brain i'm like mabel couldn't have won like even though they said he did no he won like i was like that can't be real then i'm won. reading because they didn't you only saw the stills yeah and i was like they had extra pictures in the right. magazine so i was like <laughs> i was like please explain to me why comma beat sean michaels like that <laughs> well they had a draw i was actually. very hung yes. up on that as well a kid. comma shouldn't have any business in and, there with and Shawn that's michaels. why like i was really into that issue of the magazine i'm like oh man like they had these really terrible shots. I remember they were very dark. Well, it was a very dark time. Yeah. I mean, it was the dark era. I always call this era of rest, this period, like this year, yeah. the dark times. Like, it was dark times. Yeah. This is, it's horrible. Even as a kid that hadn't been watching for maybe about a year at this point in the summer of 95, even I knew it wasn't that good. Even at one point, The Undertaker <laughs> takes over, which is rare. That's yeah. how you really know it's the dark times. <laughs> also at King of the Ring 95, just to hammer home the point that it sucked, Tatanka was part of the main event. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> teamed with Sid against Bam Bam and Diesel again CJ with that. Strongbow and Lex Luger show up too. <laughs> no, that was a little earlier. Yeah, uh, in July, just on a quick note here, this was the the official month, folks, where Jack Tunney never fucking again yeah. will I be the president. Now I remember this like on Raw when this happened or whatever, yeah. and Gorilla, ah, oh, the new president, <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> I'm gonna do what the fans want. Yeah. You know, what's best for Shawn Michaels is not predominant in my mind right now. What is best for the fans of the World Wrestling Federation is. And then he kind of like, he was, was mediocre. Yeah. He was okay. Yeah. And then in August on a programming note here, this is around the time that the syndicated package was downscaled as the right. C show, which had been wrestling spotlight that disappears. So there's no right. more spotlight. Yeah. And challenge becomes much harder to find so i don't know what they do with their syndication they still had superstars in syndication until the fall of 96 yeah and i this was during the period also with the syndication Mm -hmm. a note here is that 
I was watching like wrestling and I was new to wrestling, right? So I was like in this period where I was like, I'm going to get as, I want as much wrestling as I could possibly get. So I actually thought I didn't understand that these shows were less important at the time. Right. I didn't either. But I would watch like WCW Saturday night, um, the one with the spinny ring. Uh, pro or worldwide, depending. Whichever yeah. one I got. I think worldwide usually. Yeah. And I, w- I would watch Superstars and yep. I would watch Raw. You watch Action Zone? Action Zone, Mania. yeah. Yeah, and then when Livewire, like, yep. this was like the prime period where the syndication, like you said, the package got smaller, but it was it, did. it was almost easier to find, too, because it was, like, centralized. Like, yeah. it was, like, USA Network. They wound up getting a lot of shit on USA. And, like, WGN America for, I know, definitely. W- WCW was on that. WCW was on that shit. Yep. And, like, TBS. And, and TBS. Yeah. So, you couldn't find Spotlight anymore. That went off the air and Challenge kind of. Yeah. A- allegedly, it aired until early 97 as Challenge, but I never saw it was after that 95. Was that more in the UK? I no, think. here. Oh, really? Here, but I never saw it. Hmm. But speaking of the programming, Quinn, and obviously more on this at the end of the show. Right, and I think that was a good segue, is that I was looking for all the wrestling I could find, and then this happens. September 4th, 1995, yeah. the first Monday Nitro. I, we'll, we'll talk about this more in detail, but obviously this is probably one of the biggest deals to happen in 1995. Yes, because now WCW was truly at the WWF's level. They were yes. on the same night. They had a live show, just like Monday Night Raw. Well, Raw was like live every two weeks or yeah, something. Yeah, eventually every month. Yeah. So now it's like there's there's complete parity between the two. They're like true competitors by September. Right, which only a few years earlier they weren't. It I was mean, like unthinkable. Think of the turmoil in WCW with management in 91, 92, with, all, with Jim Hurd, the pizza man, and Kid yeah. Fry, the idiot, whatever he was. And it's kind of, it's kind of a, a feather in the cap of Eric Bischoff to say like, it only took him two years to get this company in ship shape and like, yeah. we're okay, we're fucking doing this. Like, I, I applaud him yeah. for having the gumption and the the vision and the wherewithal to somehow get this done. But as we've gone through 90s in a nutshell, we've seen it happened in steps. It wasn't like this, like right. it, Nitro came out of the, like one day Bischoff said something stupid in front of Turner and, yeah. you know, two hours on TNT and all that bullshit. It was like, no, there was like this like cleaning up period in 1993 right, like, and this like, acquisition period in 1994. And then like, finally it's like pull the trigger on full blown one-on-one on the day competition with the World Wrestling Federation. And tell you what, as we roll on, you know, through the 90s, we'll see that it worked and it really sparked a fire under Vince McMahon's ass. And uh, I mean, this episode alone, I mean, we'll talk about yeah. it, but the, as far as the the magnitude that happened in the year, the people that jumped yeah. and stuff, right. like, this is, you know, when Lex Luger comes in and everything. Nitro totally usurped yeah. Raw as the show where anything could happen. Right. And it was with that debut episode that they, right. they set that footprint. I just would be remiss if I didn't mention that in October, Shawn Michaels got out of jobbing a title yet again. Duh. By the way, we didn't even mention, like, now all of a sudden, like, WCW and WWF are starting to, like, get ECW's talent. That's true. Dean Douglas, uh, Shane Douglas, obviously, was a pretty big name in terms of name. I mean, that whole 94 to 90, even deep into 95, I mean, he's just off coming to the World Wrestling Federation. Like A couple of months earlier. He left. Like, pretty much, he lost the title, and like a week later, he just left. Yeah. ECW. Altruistic, meaning a preponderant concern for what others think. And they totally misused him. And I'm not a big Shane Douglas fan, but I will admit, they could have done better with him. He was very hot coming out of ECW. Like, he was an actual, like, somebody people wanted to see. Prime of his career. Right. Mid-90s Shane Douglas is the best that he ever was. Right. And he, I, I think that this run right here in um, October, yeah. it ruined it 
It really was horrible. It stalled him, and he never could really recover. He was always like a competent upper mid Carter when he like went when he kept he went back to ECW and then he went to WCW and he was still like an upper mid Carter even there. He was later in the nineties. Yes, but he like, was. This really like this took was him a down. Shot. It, yeah. it, this if he had succeeded here, he might have been like Triple H or something. He might have never had to go back to ECW, right? You know, and but you know had that trajectory. The click had a problem with him. Well, everyone had a problem with it. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the rare instances where I can't even blame it all on the click because I've heard a lot of people that aren't in the click. The click, in a weird way, kind of was doing the bidding of just about everyone yeah. in the company. They like, were like, "Why are you such an asshole?" Basically, yeah. what's it like to be such an asshole? Doesn't give them any excuse for Ramon to treat him like a jobber and be unprofessional. I mean, that right. match is so unprofessional. Yeah, Razor just treats him like he's Barry Hardy. Yeah, you know, or, or, he never gets any off. Like, gets like a little bit of offense. Yeah, but, it's like, terrible. And then the way he pins him with like a back suplex and Dean's leg is out of the ring. And it honestly should go to show you, though, that this is the kind of lack of respect the outside had for ECW. That's true. All the strides they had made yeah. in 94 and 95. And we haven't really talked much about ECW yet. Yeah. But, you know, ECW was... This is a great year for them. This is a great year for them. Really good year uh, for them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels in the windbreaker, you know, because of the Syracuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was clearly earmarked to be the world champion no matter what at WrestleMania 12. Yeah, so. by late year, it was pretty much yeah. known, like, okay, Shawn Michaels is going to win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, so they were conveniently able to use this incident and do an angle where he was like had the post-concussion syndrome after Owen kicked him in right. November. It worked, but it would have been uh, interesting to see if Dean Douglas would have beaten Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That would have been funny. Uh, in November, finally, Quinn, it's the end of the Diesel era that we've been living through for a year. Mm-hmm. And the Diesel era was really bad and there's no way around it. Yeah. Let's was, just call it what it is. He was my first champion. And Same. I was well, Brett was for me, but yeah. I was glad to see him go. When Bret Hart beat him, it was such a surprise, but like in a good way. I was Hell like, yeah. oh shit, like, oh my All God. All is right like, in yeah. the world again, it's right? It's like, wait, like this guy that's like a real wrestler beat the <laughs> Roseanne guy? Like, this is great. <laughs> like, Roseanne Diesel. Yeah. Oh, look out, ladies and gentlemen. It's a front suplex. No, he's got her over. He's going for it. He's going for the figure four. He's bouncing up the ropes. Is part of the problem with Diesel is that they didn't fully utilize Kevin Nash's natural charisma and personality for this face run. They didn't run. let him be vicious enough either. Yeah. Like, it, the whole appeal of him is he's a freaking monster. Yeah, right. And I, you don't want this smiley. Right. Like, they, they focused on the fact that in actuality, in reality, women found him very attractive. Yes. Like, he was very, like, good-looking. Charismatic, like, just likable. He actually has, like, the Roman Reigns look. That's why I always compare him to Roman Reigns. Yeah, sure, like, sure. And even the, like, pseudo, like, he's kind of not popular, but he is. Like, yeah. It's almost, like, eerily similar <laughs> right. to Roman Reigns. Yeah. But, like, you go back and look at Diesel, and, it like, a lot of the same mistakes are made, but, like, with Roman Reigns, too. Yeah. And it, it's just, like, this... It's something's not right about it. And so it ending, I think everyone was relieved. It was like, okay, fall back on Bret Hart. Like everyone recognizes like whether they love Bret or hate Bret, they Mm -hmm. still respect Bret. And like, it's fucking Bret Hart. Like this is a real champion. You know, I was happy to win the title back from Diesel. Right. Because I knew it would have a really good match with (laughs) Sean. And, uh, Diesel then became a much fresher, interesting. Yeah, they call him the first tweener, the first true tweener. They yes, call that version because of Diesel. immediately after this, he turned heel, but sort of. Yeah, like, but he's still nice to Sean for a while, right? Until rest, until right before WrestleMania, right? It's really weird, and but it's again, this is where we start to phase in, like very slowly but surely, like we fade into this ninety six and then late ninety six, but it's all kind of based. 
here's the weird part that like a lot of people tend to forget a lot of like the attitude era is rooted in what goes down in like late 94 to like 95 into like 96 yeah like that glob of time in the wwf it's rooted in like almost like frustration with how shitty it is right like you know you know what i mean too like they're referencing decisions made back in 95 and 96 sometimes even 1994 like stuff that because the company was clean cut and regular like that nobody would make a huff about but like it would be remembered later on fair point things are the boxes are being checked off slowly but it's not really in the plans it's just like things are just happening and time is going by not to mention gold dust which is <laughs> yeah. another thing that happened in 95, you know? Right. And that, again, that's starting to sow the seeds. I wouldn't say it's actually happening, but for like yeah. this controversial mm-hmm. stuff. Totally. In December, ECW holds its December to Dismember event. Uh, just to give ECW some props, this had that triangle match between Sandman, Steve Austin, who was still yeah. there at the very tail end of uh, his ECW run, and Mikey Whipwreck for the ECW world title. Right. But listen to this roster here. These are real ECW guys. Eliminators versus Pitbulls. Right. That's great. That's great. That is awesome. And Raven versus Dreamer. So let's take a minute to talk about just just to recap ECW very very quickly. Yeah. Of the for the year, ECW was booming. Like, they yeah. were like, this is, like, one of their best years. Yep. 90, 94, 95, 96, 97 is generally the sweet spot, right? Yes, yep. Um, but 95 introduced us to Raven. Correct. And introduced us to the Raven Dreamer storyline. Yep, which would go on forever. Which and go, in a good way. In, in a, a good, good way. In a good way. It was the be- it was kind of the best long-term storyline of, yep. like, the 90s in yep. a weird way. And it introduced us to Beulah McGilligutty. Yes, it did. Stevie Richards as the goon for him. Short hair Taz. Yeah, short hair Taz. <laughs> like, ECW, like, all this really good stuff that like people to when they talk about ECW the ECW they remember yep. like this is it like Sabu get fired yep. on the air yep. like them breaking kayfabe and doing that shit like Steve Austin coming in mm-hmm. and talking about how WCW sucks so much <laughs> it's awesome hello everybody and welcome to Monday Night Wall where the big boys play with each other ECW was like on fire. The Sandman is like literally, it's the best year. It is. 95 is a great year He's for him. He's the world champion. Uh-huh. Woman's with him. Yep. And like until she leaves. And, and then Missy through. Hyatt's with him after that, right? I think it's for just a little for while. like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, everything's, everything's right. It's from the pitbulls are like super over. They turn face. Yep. They're like amazing. Yep. Like after being with uh, Jason like forever. <laughs> fucking jason but they they go face and you know now they're fighting the eliminators like, I, th- I think the dudleys or at least dudley dudley and a few others start to creep in at the end of 95 the, right actually like in like february oh, it's early. march like dudley dudley and um not spike but there snot. was snot snot dudley, snot yeah. that was the actual original dudley yeah, snot no, and dudley a lot a lot of people remember that it was dudley dudley and snot yeah like and also in uh december smoky mountain Ended its run. It closed its doors. Jim Cornette couldn't afford it anymore. Uh, he Good. tried. He, <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people were sad, but Cornette then went went to work full time for the World Wrestling Federation because he needed something to do in wrestling. And, and he Vince needed to go job. annoy Vince Russo, and, <laughs> that, and and that would. I mean, see, that You're actually, a Yankee motherfucker. That is actually a notable thing because this does lead to that clash of st- that styles yeah. clash if you will no pun intended yep russo becomes a prominent name in 96 and yeah. Cornette uh, works alongside him i just want to read you real quick before we go to break here a general list of absurdities from 1995 oh, absurdities not people yes. leaving or anything <laughs> no in rapid fire we have comma 
Fantasio. Oh, yes, the magician. <laughs> Avatar. Oh, Al Snow. The Dungeon of Doom. This is, uh, we, we, we didn't even say this is Dungeon of Doom the year. The year. Yeah. <laughs> Doc. Yes, Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks. <laughs> he has a picture of what, Quinn? His chin. <laughs> Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas. Jacob and Eli Blue. Yeah, they yeah, blew. I, I, I hated that tag team. They were Jean, boring. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yeah. Not to be confused with Kerry Von... Uh, Techno Team 2000. Mm. Remember Techno Team 2000? Well, I mean, they're still traveling through time, right, Joe? Are they, they, They're supposed to come back eventually. Eventually. They still haven't, though. They, they never... They missed 2000. I guess maybe the Y2K bug, like, <laughs> fucked up the time machine or something. Max Muscle. Mm-hmm. DDP's bodyguard. Yes. Mantar. Right. The Yeti. The Yeti. The Monster Truck match. Yep. The Kiss My Foot match. Mm. The Hogpen match. The 18-wheeler match. Stephanie Wyand, Bertha <laughs> Faye, Isaac Yakum, and of course, the skit so bad that it never even aired, Donnybrook Theater. I mean... That, that is 1995. That, 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 everything you just said is the most 1995 shit ever. And folks, we want to hear your memories. Give us your 1995 in a nutshell. Let us know what we forgot or overlooked. And you can do that reaching us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, we're in a very interesting little a ditty of a Mount Rushmore in Death Valley. That'll be coming up right after this. Now, I want to talk about another big event that's the WrestleMania 11 press conference happening this Tuesday at the Harley-Davidson Cafe in New York City at 12 noon. The lineup for WrestleMania 11 will be announced. Big Daddy Cool will be there in full form. In fact, he had these comments. WrestleMania 11, April 2nd. You know, before the big show, you got to know what's going on. Big Daddy Cool wants to find out all the World Wrestling Federation news. This Tuesday at the Harley-Davidson Cafe in New York City at 12 noon, high noon, Big Daddy Cool, who won his gold in New York, is going to find out all the scoops on WrestleMania. I'll be there. I will see you there, or I will see you on another time. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It's episode number 95, and it is Monday, August 20th. 2018 we wanted to take a second here to go over our patreon that's right we do have a patreon quinn what's that patreon well that's where if you really like what we do you can donate to us and in return we will give you something and we want to emphasize as we always do we are not money hungry here we're not doing this for the cash but if you want to support us we give you back some great stuff in three very easy tiers we have a one a two and a three dollar tier you can find it at patreon.com slash ovp podcast now for the one dollar tier quinn they get to see every single Monday when an episode comes out, a raw video dump of that same episode. Yes, every second of us doing this, yep. you get to see it on video. And you can see your blue shirt in video my, form. Yes, the blue shirt, your Ica Pro banner, my, the Yankee <laughs> thing behind us. It's all here, folks. Tino Morella sign. Like, <laughs> it's all there. You can see it every week in video. Yep. It's uncut, too. All the th- edits we make yes. out. And some people actually prefer that, I hear. They just turn this on the background and yep. listen to the YouTube video. And you get to hear what we uh, what might have not made the what might have hit the cutting room floor, if you will, yeah. and you get to see mistakes if they're ever made, which they never are, of course. Never, we never ever. make we mistakes. Ne- we here. never make mistakes. Not at all. Show. So that's for one dollar. You get that every single Monday. Now, if you want to up that to one more buck, that's only two bucks. Not only you get the Monday raw video, but every other Friday you get an entirely new separate podcast on alternating Fridays, and it is Mount Rushmore 
Death Valley Extra, and that coin is where we get a little wacky and wild with the Rushmore. Yeah, the, the Rushmore gets uh, wild and crazy kids. Uh, <laughs> sometimes maybe there's hats. Yeah, sometimes we're hats. Sure. We're not, we're not yeah. sure yet. And so that's kind of like uh, if you hit Thursday and you're like, man, I wish there was more OVP. I don't yeah. want to wait till Monday. Well, you don't have to, friend. Because <laughs> Friday comes and there's stuff. Yeah, and there's some stuff. And that's where we take your suggestions uh, more and more and we get into the wacky, weird, wild stuff there. So that's alternating Fridays on the $2 tier along with the raw video. And then for one more buck, if you can spare one more buck, you reach the $3 tier. And that includes the raw. That includes the alternating Fridays. And then on, on the other Fridays... You get to see a live video review of the WWF Championship Wrestling from 1982. We're doing it now. It is not so good. It's not great. Uh, you can watch us suffer for, you know, about like 55 minutes-ish, yep. sort of. For your enjoyment. Sometimes there's a bonus match. Yep. Who knows? All kinds of hijinks. Yeah. All sorts of stuff goes on there. Right. So that's the $1, the $2, and the $3 tier over at patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you wish to donate. If you don't, we love you anyway. We're just thankful you're listening. And Quinn, it's time now for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. This is where each week we have put, and we will continue to put, four of the best of something, and it could be anything, onto Mount Rushmore, while four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. And this is actually a suggestion from our old showrunner, Quinn, A.J. Smith. Oh, A.J.'s back. Yeah, A.J.'s back here, and he wanted us to do the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... Less successful gimmicks. Less successful gimmicks. All right, so let's break this down for you, this folks. Is, this, it's kind of complicated. Yeah, this it? is a good one here. Yeah. I like this one. Thank you, AJ, for the suggestion. Let's say you have a gimmick, right? Like, let's use Glenn Jacobs, for example. He yeah. had a few gimmicks, right? right? He was Kane, and that's his most successful one. Right. So he had other ones, right? He had yeah. Isaac Yankum. He had Big Daddy Cool Diesel fake version. Right. So one of those could qualify for something. Maybe the Death Valley. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if you really like an evil dentist, it can qualify for, <laughs> for Rushmore. Rushmore. Right. Yeah. So, but it's different gimmicks. So I guess an example of someone that wouldn't be a different gimmick but just a character evolution would be like The Rock or Hollywood Hogan. Sting. Sting, yeah, because yeah. all of these guys, it's the same character where they just changed over time or right. changed because of like something. Like even like The Undertaker. Right, he's, it was like always The Undertaker. Is like, it's still The Undertaker, just like he's more casual or right. something. Like, <laughs> right. I want to uh, take the stick, if you don't mind, to sure. kick us off here. I guess the most successful one of this guy, Nick Foley, would be Mankind. Right. So I would nominate Cactus Jack ah, for Mount Rushmore. What do you think of Cactus? That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Cactus Jack is one of the most notable characters in wrestling. So notable that they like brought him back while like Mankind existed. Yeah. Cactus Jack is back! Obviously, that was Foley's first gimmick, but Mankind was the one that he became best known for, was world champion as. Yeah, some people, your WCW Southern people will argue that Cactus Jack was the more notable gimmick. Yeah, but it was definitely Mankind. Yeah, I mean, the mainstream was introduced to him as Mankind. But Cactus Jack, portray he was uh, portrayed as a wild man, a brawler that felt little pain. Yep. And he was very, very notable in ECW, in WCW, overseas, over in Japan, and right. a bunch of territories, too, earlier in his career. And we love Mick Foley. We talked about him last week, one mm -hmm. of the all-time great hardcore wrestlers, yep. one of the all-time best brawlers. So I like to leave him on the table there. As a, a consideration. Yeah. Do you have anyone for me to counter with? This is one we talked about, and this is actually going to be a, a, another discussion character. Okay, sure. Stunning Steve Austin. 
I would say that's a separate character from Stone okay. Cold. I think the ringmaster and Stone Cold are the same person. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yes. The, the ringmaster and Stone Cold are the same. Yes. But Stunning Steve Austin is different, which would make him the lesser. Yes. So, so Stunning Steve would qualify because Stunning Steve was portrayed as kind of, you know, as a typical heel, really. There was nothing too yeah, fancy about it. But at the same time... He was in the Hollywood Blondes. He was in the Hollywood Blondes. He was in the Dangerous Alliance. Yep. He had a a bit of success, yeah. if you will. And, you know, for a lot of these lesser gimmicks, you're not going to find that. That's uh, true. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's why I'm like, well, maybe he does qualify for, like, Rushmore in that case. He qualifies for Rushmore, I think. I mean, he was he was as good a mid-card wrestler as you could get in WCW for that period of time. Right. He was a fantastic technical wrestler. Yep. Which Steve Austin just is in general, but Stone Cold got injured about a year in and then switched to the Brawly style. Yep, yep. Stunning Steve was more of an arrogant, almost narcissistic uh, right. heel. Not like the ruthless rattlesnake version that Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Sure. So I would say that, that it's a different character, different gimmick. It's a separate thing. I would. If you would. Okay, so we have Cactus Jack and we have Stunning Steve. Now, do you, do you want to talk about Ray Trailer? Hmm. Because I'd say Big Boss Man's his most successful, no? That is true. Big Bubba, but especially Big, 80s. Yeah, Big Bubba 80s is... You know, a lot of people like him, although I don't think that's as notable, surprisingly, as like Guardian Angel and shit like that. Really? Like, you think the short-lived Guardian Angel? No, because I think those were like he was already known or just the boss. The boss is pretty much the big boss man without saying it, right? Yeah, but I mean, he is different. <laughs> I guess he's different. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I think Big Bubba is perfect at what he was. He was a big fat enforcer. I mean, yeah. For Cornette, For Jim right? Cornette, and then later, like, NWO and stuff. Ugh. No <laughs> one likes the NWO version of Big Bubba, I'm just Bubba, saying though. that. I'm just thinking of the times when Big Bubba was, like, in action. <laughs> All right. What about uh, Dustin Rhodes? Not oh, Goldust. Oh, not Goldust. Because Goldust, that's obviously... A good, that's a good suggestion, actually. Just Dustin Rhodes, like, the son of Dusty Rhodes, like, the hard-working, like, I baby mean, face. As much as I don't love him, I respect it. Like, yeah. as far as, like, lesser-known things go. You got to remember, folks, what we're dealing with here is we're taking people that are already really established and we're finding their next best thing. Right. So if this doesn't blow you away, that's the whole point, is finding the best of their second best. The best of the second best. That's it, really what it, it is. It's... The worst will be easy. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many bad ones. Is there any merit for... Which which one's more successful, should I say? Kevin Nash or Diesel? I say Kevin Nash is. Ah, uh, yes. This is a good one. Now, I think Kevin Nash is. Now, this is difficult because... Uh, the same thing with Scott Hall, though. They're supposed to be those characters. But are they? They're not, right? They're not. They're technically not. Kevin Nash, to me, is more different than from Diesel than it's weird, but Scott Hall is from <laughs> Razor Ramon. Because like, Scott Hall just doesn't try to be different than Razor right, Ramon. Yeah. Maybe you get... The Stinger. Woo. I'm so scared. Kevin Nash is the more successful one. So do you think Diesel can then qualify for this? It's so weird. I think Diesel could qualify. That ties right into 1995. He's Kevin Nash's second best gimmick. Actually, Diesel is a very good choice. I want to put him in right now, actually, because he was the champion. Like, oh, how much true. better can it get than that for, like, the other gimmick? Everyone else we mentioned has been a mid-carter so far. Yeah. But do you think Diesel is number one? I mean, he was the champion. We're really sure. I mean, it's Ke out of all the gimmicks Kevin Nash had, which is right. Kevin Nash, the NWO Wolfpack, big sexy guy. Yeah. There's also Oz and Vinny Vegas and like Steel and the well, Master here's Blasters. The thing with this is that if you have multiple gimmicks, right? Yeah. 
basically the only one that doesn't is not eligible is the one the best one the best one right so the, which would the, be Kevin Nash the guy like it or not he didn't have an unsuccessful run he just had a run he had a run he had the runs yeah, yeah. his gimmick was that he was a former truck driver or current truck driver that got into that fights that's he, how it started he folks. decided to be a bodyguard for Shawn Michaels yep. and then he got into the wrestling it sounds like a character to me yeah. All right. For number one, we're doing it. Yeah. Wow. In 1995, of yeah. all things, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I got one. Yeah. What about the Tasmaniac? Okay. That is different, right? Is it? it? it, it it's different because they there's like a moment when he's just not the Tasmaniac anymore. Like he remember, like he commentates a match, and they're like, "Oh, look, he's civilized now." And he's just has the shoot fighter. Right. Not like, Tasmaniac, the wild man. Right. Hmm. Like, it's it's weird because it, in one sense, you could argue it's like an evolution of the character. Right. But on the other hand, they explicitly, like, there's a dividing point. There's, like, a point where he commentates a match and he's Taz. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as the Tasmaniac, but <laughs> his name is, like, they say his real name, and then he, he would, and it's Peter like, he'd like to be known as Taz. Really? Yes. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I think Cactus Jack's number two, though, without question. But what is Tasmaniac uh, yeah, a him, nominee? But... Because he was one of the most prominent people in early ECW. He was like an upper carter. I'll tell you what. I'll scratch Big Bubba, and we'll put Tasmaniac in a spot on the okay. table, okay? okay. We'll, we'll save a seat for the Taz at the table. <laughs> not the Taz. No, the, the Tasmaniac. The Tasmaniac. But yeah. for number two, it's clearly Cactus Jack, right? Because it's not yeah, dude... Oh, yeah. Cactus Jack, I think, will make it. It's not dude love. Right. Right, for Foley, it's definitely Cactus Jack's his second best gimmick. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so Cactus Jack should be number two. Yeah. We'll just get him in there, right. fight it out. All right, so for number two, Cactus Jack. What about this one? Yeah. Akeem that, and, and One Man Gang. Well, <laughs> which one's worse or better? Because that's that, tough. There's an actual transformation that occurs. There's a ceremony, slick, like. It's very racist. Commissions it. So like, racist. It's racist, but it happens. It's real. And behold, Akeem! Akeem is the one man gang, but it's a separate gimmick. Right. This is where it's like, it's. Like, there's a ceremony to transform him. It's real. There's no more one man gang after that. He's gone. Well, not until, you know, he beats Conan or whatever. whatever. Don't bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you have to bring up? (laughs) Who talks about the one man gang's 96 run? I think it's 95, actually. It's it's both. Yeah. It's all of it. It's all horrible. I don't know, though, but does he really count? Well, you're looking at me like that. I guess he might. A lot of people like him, and hey, we're talking about things where it's like. The lesser might be better, right? Like, even though it's not good. Well, which one's more successful? One Man Gang, right? Don't you think? I think it is. Well, you just like the gang better. Yeah. Technically, Akeem Stop might be it. more successful no. because because yeah. he was in the t- in the tag team with the Boss Man, and they they were on a main event, like they were in a main event program. Well, that's true. Like, they had they, an instrumental they, part in breaking up the on, Mega like, Powers network television. Network. Yeah. Does JBL count, or is he always the same character that just like got rich? He like remember he got lucky at the stock market or yeah. something, even though he was a big hick. But he like shaved his mustache and then like he was like, "I'm part of rich society now." That's all it is, though, right? Because yeah. he was always Bradshaw from like yeah. well, since Justin Hawk Bradshaw. He changed his name to John Bradshaw Lakefield right. to sound fancier or whatever. Okay, so that's he was the a fancy same guy. boy. Then is it Stunning Steve? I think Stunning Steve is number three. See, the only thing with Stunning Steve is I feel like we're stretching it with Stunning Steve because ECW might be the bridge. Yeah, but we're not stretching it with Diesel. 
No, that's like different. Like really, that, but you don't think Stunning Steve is the Kevin Nash? The, <laughs> You're just, very adamant about yeah, this. Like he is different. Like I'm really, I'm very like sure of that. Like, <laughs> like he is definitely not a truck driver when he makes it to WCW. <laughs> like that never happened. <laughs> it's it's real. So he went from being a master blaster to a wizard to a gambler to a truck driver and then just a wrestler. Right. Okay, that's fair. But Steve Austin was just got angry, is what you're trying to say? Yeah, maybe. Or he went crazy, remember, because he lost to Mikey Whipwreck. And he, then, like, he didn't like that. Yeah. And then he kind of really went berserk. He, he was already mad at, like, Eric Bischoff for firing him. Yeah. Monday and then, Night like, Quill. Losing to Mikey Whipwreck in, like, one match really, like, was like, I'm done. And he was, like, wearing, like, a t shirt and jeans and, like, sweatpants <laughs> when he lost to him. Like, he wasn't even, like, trying, and, like, a bandana on his hair. Remember? <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. What else is there? I have one Johnny Polo. That's good, now, actually. That's totally, like, separate yep. from Raven. Like, Raven was his most successful, obviously. Right. Now... I like Johnny Polo the only, a lot. I guess the only thing people will question us on is that weird, like, ECW skit where it's revealed that he's rich or whatever. It's WCW. WCW, I mean. But that's their own canon. They made that up. But it, it's also, they're not acknowledging Johnny Polo. They're no. just, like, kind of like that he sort of was it, Johnny Polo. It's like a wink, but yeah. it's, not, uh, it's not canon. Right. It's just a wink at the audience, you know? Now, with this... Here's the thing with this is that we're not going to find too many good ones. Again, like I said, right. is Johnny Polo like good enough for well, Rushmore? Are we disqualifying Stunning Steve? Or are we- I think we kind of have to, right? Yeah, but then we have to disqualify Tasmaniac. See, I don't disqualify that because that is distinctly different. It's like the Akeem mm-hmm. thing where there's like a there's a literal like transformation that occurs. Where they're telling you with like a big sledgehammer like, okay, new gimmick. Right, yeah. Like this is not him. <clears throat> like he's not that person anymore. They're he's never referring yeah. they never refer to him as the Tasmanian like right. ever again. Okay, then we'll keep then if we are keeping stunning Steve, then he should be number three. And if we're not, we gotta dump him. You tell me. Okay. Let's get rid of Stunning Steve. Let's put, okay. I think Tasmaniac. Really? Is that really the Of best? the people we've named? Dustin Rhodes? Akeem? I didn't bring up Akeem. Hey, Akeem is up there. <laughs> Come on! Well, how is that good? <laughs> well, actually, no. One Man Gang is technically the worst one. Because no, he's not. No. Now you're really being disparate here. <laughs> how long did the gang wrestle in the WWF? How long did Akeem wrestle in the WWF? Come on! <laughs> the let's... gang wrestled for like a year, and then Akeem wrestled for two Yes, and, and he was involved in a main event feud. And then like, the one man gang was involved in nothing. Conan. He like missed the like yeah. thing with the cane at WrestleMania four. <laughs> he was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the really bad cane incident with Slick's cane? Yeah, yeah at WrestleMania four. <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah, I think it's it's not bad. It's uh, the one man gang. I like the one man gang. Right. So how about the one man gang? Now. What what's Jacques Rougeau's most successful? Just being Jacques Rougeau, like um, from the Rougeau brothers. No, the Mounties. More, he was the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, but like, and he was a tag champion too. He was nobody. Oh, as true. Jacques Rougeau. He's not the Mountie. Well, remember, not, they're not the Mounties. <laughs> well, that's only after the lawsuit. They were Mounties before that. <laughs> because remember, he was a Mountie and he went against the boss man because the boss man's a cop, obviously. Yes, of course. And he, yeah. Canada and the U.S. police always fight each other. What it is, is Canada police always fight prison guards in America. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, yeah, because boss man's not a cop. Right. That's exactly. silly. That'd be, that'd be stupid. Yeah. Uh, is, is Man Mountain Rock the most successful thing that that guy ever did? Because <laughs> if it is, then Max Payne is, is a good contender because Max Payne is good. What about Southern Justice? <laughs> Seriously, 
You like you, you know you how much a... I love Southern Justice. Yeah, I know you like yeah, your you, Southern you, Justice. You bring up Man Mountain Rock, I raise you Southern Justice. I, I say they cancel each other out. Then in oh, that case, really? yeah. You know what? Johnny Polo should be number three. Really? Not the one man gang? I would think no. like you would easily put the one man gang. No, in. not yet. But again, folks, remember if you're screaming at your radio, however you listen to us, yeah. <laughs> radios, right? Yeah, Is that what we're on? We're on radio. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan doesn't count. The Rock doesn't count. Razor Ramon doesn't count. Right. Even though Nash counted, which I'm still very confused with the your logic. fake Razor Ramon might count, Shut but <laughs> I, uh, what about Wrath or what was Crush's name in WCW? Crush is not making anything. <laughs> Let's not even try to attempt to play games here. Hercules Hernandez while we're at it. Is that different? No. Well, he wasn't well, a Greek God yet. Yes. He was just a, a Hercules Hernandez. Uh, we've talked about this in the past before, how there was an actual like acknowledgement that he was like a mythical creature yeah. man or something. And like 87, he changed. Like they actually said this. Before that, he was just a, a wrestler whose nickname was Hercules. You know, Hercules well, his Hernandez. His real name was Hercules. His, he, his, he just happened to be named, his parents named him Hercules. His Christian name was Hercules yes and what happened is is that eventually just I don't know like Zeus grabbed him up there and said you know you're real Hercules now and then he came back down and boom because <laughs> he pulled down the pillars of Rome remember he did what about the Godfather his second best character is what Papa Shango <laughs> what am I saying forget that uh, no comma listen everything other than the Godfather is shit yeah so he's not on he the might Rushmore. be a Death Valley yeah all right, so if we're missing anyone, folks, please forgive us. This is there's no master list of this. This is one where you have to think. What about Santina Morella? <laughs> Stop it, Quinn. <laughs> they are different. So I'm thinking. <laughs> Come on, Johnny Polo is yeah. the second best thing that Scott Levy ever did. Well, it's the only bet other thing. Jo- Scotty Flamingo was good. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because don't the, be the smirch me over here. Thing. I know what I'm talking the about. The fake boobs. Yeah, it's Scotty. in global. He did the yeah. fake boobs and the dress and yeah, everything. That was funny. Looked like an old lady. Yeah, but he was also Scotty Flamingo in a uh, in WCW. Yeah, but Johnny Polo was such a stupid, entertaining character. I'm like one of those legendary superstars of the WWF. I come back when the people demand it. Sometimes the people demand it. They say we want our Johnny Polo. Okay, Johnny Polo. Because Raven's his most successful, there's no doubt. Johnny Polo's the second best thing, and I like it. I love Johnny Polo. He's funny. He's a funny commentator. He's a funny manager. He gives good promos. He could wrestle. They let him wrestle a few times. Sure. Okay. Johnny Johnny Polo Polo it is. All right, for number three, Johnny Polo. I got one. Yeah, really. What about a giant machine, Hulk machine, um, Axe machine? <laughs> you know, those guys. Well, Axe was the masked uh, superstar. But what was his superstar machine? What was his <laughs> Shut na- up. What, what did they name him? He was a super machine. Super. So just super. Not, they yeah. took the star out. Yeah, so no just star. Super machine. Yeah, but I don't think. What, what about them? No, they're not good. But what do you I th- mean? They had a great run in 1986. There was nothing else going on Are in 1986. Other than Hulk Hogan beating the shit out of people. <laughs> Just saying, Hulk machine. No, Hulk We can get Hulk Hogan on this list somehow. I don't want Hulk Hogan on this list. He didn't have any other character. It was always Hulk Hogan. Hulk machine. Stop bringing up Hulk. That's a different character. <laughs> it's barely a character. What do you mean? Hulk machine. Hulk machine. Get out of here. Don't you worry what the Hulk machine is going to wear during the match. Anyone else? Anyone else? Let's think here. I thought we had them with it. Well, who who's we, number four? Who's on the table right now? Tasmaniac, who I don't want. You really don't? Really, what? Like I don't like them that much. Dustin Rhodes. Sabu, they had the great tag team. I don't like Sabu either. Dustin Rhodes. 
Yeah, I don't like Dustin. Well, I'll take Dustin off if you take Taz off. Okay, fine. However, yeah. I think we need the one man gang on this list. What planet are you on? What he's good. You think? Yeah. All right. Of all the people we're talking about right now, right? We're working with nothing here. What was Brian Lee's best gimmick? Prime time. Prime time. time is I guess. chains good? No. <laughs> These are all bad. We got one man gang, Southern Justice, which fuck no. Why and- not? Can Are we say a serious? word about Southern Justice for a minute? Yeah, one word. It's it sucks. A, listen, even though it didn't have time to succeed, to me, it's it's like the best thing you could do with that guy. It was better with for Dennis with, Knight than Naked Midian? Yes. Than Phineas? Well, actually, you know what? I just thought of one that's actually might make it and we've been forgetting all along. Please. The lives are gonna be in Waylon Merce's hands. You know what I mean? That's number four. No, no doubt about it, right? The most successful version of Danny Spivey, if you want to call it success, was just as Danny Spivey. The right. wrestler named Danny Dangerous Spivey. Danny Spivey. Right. <laughs> That's fine. But Waylon Mercy, his second best thing by far. Almost his first best had he not got hurt. Right. <laughs> but it isn't his first best because he got hurt. Yeah. Or else he would have been around longer and then he would have been a thing. Waylon Mercy it is. I love Whale and Mercy. He is great. Okay. If you've never seen Whale and Mercy, just go, like, because he was so short-lived, you need to go find it because it's just, like, crappy superstars matches. Yeah. Like, you can find anything Whale and Mercy <laughs> ever did. So, like, like so, and no, and the WWF does not give a shit enough to block it. They like, don't care. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, some, like, throwaway. I, Vince saw, like, the movie that... that <laughs> Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Yeah. Like, like four years he after probably it came saw out. It, like in 1995, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, from Blockbuster. Like <laughs> I, I envisioned like Shane, Shane. or Stephanie like brought it home from Blockbuster. Right. Vince was like on his like clipboard thinking up ideas, and like you got Stephanie in the front eating popcorn. Dad! Yeah, like <laughs> stop it, <laughs> stop writing. <laughs> Vince, can yeah. you please watch the movie? We need yeah. to see Max Katie rape the people. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for number four. It's Whale of Mercy, baby, and lives are going to be in Whale of Mercy's hands. Know what I mean? If you know what I mean. <laughs> this is really fucking hard, AJ Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we, I think we've made it to the easy portion. I think so, yeah. yeah. So this is the Mount Rushmore to recap for Donnie. Diesel, who Quinn insists is different. Uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Cactus Jack, who we both agree. I mean, that's just for plain sure. We saw him on the screen. At yeah. the same. We know they're different. They're different. Johnny Polo, definitely different. Yeah. And Waylon Mercy, definitely different. I, that actually turned out pretty good. Huh? Turned out good. It took a long while, but yeah. we got there. Quinn, that's four of the best. Give me one of the worst. Start us off good here. T.L. Hopper. <laughs> without, without question. Oh, yeah. You can't talk bad gimmicks without talking the plumber, man. Yeah. People didn't like me, uh, but everywhere I went, they knew me. They knew, you know, up north, anywhere I went up, or, oh, you're a you're plumber guy. Tony Anthony, gotta say, for all you Continental and Smoky Mountain fans out there, Mike Mills, he's awesome. He's really good. I, awesome. Without question, he's awesome. You would never, ever know it if you only saw him in WWF. And it's a shame. It really is. All you know him is this greasy, disgusting, like, they even put the grease in his, like, shitty hair. Like, <laughs> they did. And, like, make him look wet and all the time. He's butt got, crack. got stains on his wife beater. Would you say, Quinn, that going to the WWF took his career right down the toilet? Quite literally, actually. Thank you. It tanked. Yeah. It, it really just there's a lot of, away. Of, of pseudonyms, I guess. Is that what, what they are? No. Okay, but that's what you can <laughs> say about it. Um, so, yeah, Teal Hopper is a great contender. Can I present to you one? Sure. Zip 
Yeah, zip. <laughs> See, this is what I meant about this being easy. Zip. So, Doctor Tom Pritchard, God, who was like awesome. a successful great wrestler, he's great in the Indies, Continental, and all this shit. Another Com- guy from Continental, yeah, from comes, the South. comes to WWF, and what do they got for him? Zip. Zip. The, the like, what was the friend pit? of Skip? Like, I, not even brother. Yeah, they couldn't even they bother. Were just, like, friends or something. They both liked working out or something. I think it was supposed to be his brother, but like everyone they was like, said that. "Fucking, I think they did." I hated. I despised being a body Donna. Would that make Sonny like related to? Please to don't. Zip <laughs> yeah, in law. Yeah, yeah. Donna in law. Yeah, but Zip is a, a recurring joke that I like to tease Tom Pritchard with sometimes on Twitter. It's every horrible. now and then. <laughs> I mean, and th- what a man, Doctor Tom. Remember when he was like fake Roddy Piper and how awesome he was? Though yeah, he's really good in the eighties. I love so him. fucking good. And he's hardcore the 90s. too. And if it takes a noose, if it takes a baseball bat, not, that's not, what I'm gonna not. do. I don't care anymore. If you want to beat somebody up, pal, don't do it to a woman. Do it to me, to my face. Even the heavenly bodies were much better than yeah. fucking Zip. Right. Zip is terrible. He's the worst. He's the shits. <laughs> so he's a good one. Is now is um. Well, do you have one? Actually, it's your turn. Well, I got a couple, and all right. now we have to make a decision. Oh, okay. What's the worst? Okay. Of all of Brutus the Barber Beefcakes. Oh, Booty Man. Is Booty the worst, or is Zodiac, or what about Butcher? Like, because that's Brutus in sunglasses, right? <laughs> but he's what about not the disciple. The disciple is a uh, he's nondescript or indis. Sorry, Quinn, to use your he's word, indescript. He's please. indescript. We um, use the correct language here. Yes, we definitely do the disciple. Um, I don't think that. So it definitely Brutus the barber is he more needs su- to, like it, is more successful, right? But Brutus like, the barber beefcake is the best thing he ever did. Right. Absolutely. However, we can definitely agree that he has had like some of the worst shit possible, right? Yeah, you can't like, talk bad gimmicks without Brutus Beefcake. Right. But is I is see, the booty man is fucking stupid. <laughs> and they inserted it into the booty. They inserted it into the Mark Merrow feud because John well, remember? That's he left. That was yeah, like, he and, only was like filling a spot. But it was like disco Brutus Beefcake and he liked his butt a real what, lot. I don't understand. He was is, like 40. Why was um the Diamond Doll like in love with him? Like, it's Isn't like, that gross? But it was weird because she was in love with Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. But he disappeared so they literally like inserted Booty Man and like they were like they acted like her relationship with Johnny B. Bad just never yeah, existed. Like, like, right, right. Like, like that this he what the Booty Man was there all along. It was like, like when uh when Michaels replaced Jerry Lawler in that Survivor Series match. And they just acted like they never had a feud. <laughs> right. And Shawn Michaels had nights yeah. somehow. Like it was weird. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's always great to see the booty man here on WCW Saturday night. Hey, I want to ask you, me Gene, did you catch the Hulkster in his new movie when the spy hard? What's happening here? What's man? going in with him down on the beach? I understand he's having a ball. We're hanging a banging riding those Harleys around. Hello, wrestling fans. This is Joe Murata. I had to cut into this promo here in post-production to point out the absolute absurdity of this Brutus Beefcake promo. Gino Gerland interviews him. He immediately talks about Hulk Hogan. We get the hanging and banging. I just needed to let you know that, yes, I am aware of how ridiculous this is. We now resume your regularly scheduled episode 95. What was Ron Reese's most successful gimmick? Oh! Oh, um, definitely Ron- Reese. Reese in the flock, right? Right. 
So, so the Yeti or Super Giant Ninja or is there one more that I'm forgetting? Giant Ron Stud, but that yeah. wasn't even WCW. Okay. But I would say it's a it's got to be the it's Yeti. Be, I think it's first of all, let's say it's between the Yeti and Super Giant Ninja because yeah. Super Giant Ninja is really dumb. The only that's three names, right? Super Giant Ninja. The but only thing a, he is 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 giant. He's not super. No, but he had a ninja outfit on. But he's not a ninja. But but, but the, is he? No. How the, do you know? Because he does no kung fu or karate. He doesn't yeah, do the martial arts. Yeah, but he could arts. be very stealthy. He could be stealthy. You're right. He he's big, stealthy. but Definitely he could he could have a light foot. Definitely. <laughs> you know? Better than having... Uh, so I would also say that <laughs> the Yeti is a misnomer because he's not a Yeti. He's not a Yeti. As we've mentioned many times. He's and a mummy. He's, a he's mummy. not even a Yeti. He's Yeti. Yeah. Uh, like, his name is wrong, and it's also not the right description. Can we just put him in? Yeah, the Yeti. The Yeti. Like, let's not even fuck around with this. Like, come right? on. Like, we know Ron Reese... Where the Reese in Raven's Flock was clearly better. It is. Like, and, and, it's not even good, but it's, <laughs> it's clearly better. Okay. So for number one, the Yeti. Die, die, die. Jorge Gonzalez. Now, okay. Are we. Are because we, anytime there's a Death Valley, I have to at least bring him up. Let me ask you something. Are we stretching it with this? Because. No. No. His name is Jorge Gonzalez in WCW, but he's no. Giant Gonzalez in WWF. He's El but, Gigante in WCW. But still, I... He's Bigfoot in are WWF. Are they kind of, like, similar? Like, you just want to give him a pass because we always go hard on the guy? I just don't think, like... Honestly, like, Giant Gonzalez would technically be the more successful one because it was the mainstream one. But he had this alleged uh, three-star match against Ric Flair. Right. To me, he's like a wash because both are so bad. There's not even... <laughs> are we in a situation where none of them are good enough? There's none's better than the other? Well, if we put Reese in, though... Yeah, but I mean, Reese is like without question, yeah. like better than Yeti. <laughs> okay, like there is like no like right. But, okay, like, Giant Gonzalez. They're the same badness. They're they're both okay. They're okay. both shitty. Okay, like, Shark. Yes, this is okay. I wanted to talk about this, John Tenta. <laughs> yeah, here we got a weird situation, right? Yeah, we have Earthquake. We yeah. have John Tenta. We have a shark. Yep. We have Golga. Yeah, and Avalanche is the an same avalanche. thing as Earthquake. So okay, so we're gonna say Earthquake is the best. And by yeah. that, by the fact that Avalanche is sort of the it's, same, it, he's a wash. We it's don't, a wash. We're yeah. not going to consider Avalanche. It's the same thing. Now, what about Shark? What about Golga? And what about just regular old like John Tenta? John Tenta's boring, but it's not like that was like for a minute too. What is the shark? Why was he a shark? Because he got rid of his tiger tattoo. Remember, <laughs> covered it with a shark. But, yeah. But why would you want to be a shark? Um. <laughs> why would anyone want you to be a shark? Because the Dungeon of Doom had monsters, and a shark is a monster. I, that's the best. I, it's the best I can give you. Yeah, I guess that's the best rationale. But now Golga, the only problem with Golga is that he had a helmet hat because mm-hmm. he supposedly had like a deformed head or something. But he didn't. But like, he, and it didn't yeah. even look deformed. It just looked like he had a mask on. Yeah, and he also liked Cartman. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, 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 fuck. Is that worse was than he, the shark? Was he supposed to be like a you know beard? mentally challenged Golga? I don't. Was I, that, or maybe, was, yeah. Or was he like sloth? From Goonies, he like, might have been. Yeah, like might, might be more of, like sloth, right? Okay, yeah, but I think shark is worse, right? For it's a shark. Hey, but Golga, are you serious right now? He ate cheese puffs. Shark ate cheese puffs also. Yeah, but not on screen. Yeah, you know what, Quinn? It, like, Golga was like Golga was like kind of embarrassing. If you ask me, it's like. <laughs> It's sad. It's like John Tenta makes it. John Tenta somehow makes it into the Attitude Era, right? Yeah, right, right. And they're like, John, we love you, but here you go. Here's, here's a this, mask. Uh, here's a mask. And, and a Cartman You're doll. not Earthquake. You're not any of that we, shit. 
Yeah. All right. Golga's worse then. So he'll go on the table. What's the worst of Glenn Jacobs? Fake oh. Diesel mm. or fake dentist? Okay. <laughs> Big Daddy Dentist or Big Daddy Fake? Which one's worse? Because um, at least one's original, an evil I dentist. I think the dentist is worst. Well, yeah, because someone had to take Diesel's vacant truck driving position. There was like a need there, right? I mean, someone's got to drive. Yeah. Someone's got to roads and blacktop around. Someone's got to drive the truck, the, right. the, the WWF truck everywhere. That's, they have to get the gear there, and somebody's got to drive that Razor Ramon car that they got for him. That's right, the, the big Cadillac or whatever. And Mayor Kane stepped up. So now wait, yeah, we forgot about what? corporate Kane, or is that a derivative? No, it's the same thing. Okay, it's like acknowledged as the same guy. Remember, okay. they're that's, like that's sometimes he's this, sometimes he's yeah. annoying. Uh, sometimes he, he had he had a bad upbringing, but like he he worked it out. Yeah, he became a corporate shill, right? And then he became a mayor. Yeah, no, like, he turned out well for himself. But Kane did really good. At, like Mayor Kane, he's a mayor. He's a mayor now. But, but who's worse? He cut his teeth in dentistry. He cut. He started, <laughs> and then well, he drove he, us all crazy well, as he, Diesel. He started. He was burned in the fiery pit. But then I don't know. Then he, he was plastic, Unabom or something. He got plastic surgery yeah. or something. Became a dentist. He was Unabom in, in uh, the in Memphis, I think. Yeah, and then so whatever. Um, I'm gonna say the dentist is the worst. Uh, yeah, because it's an occupation, and yeah. those are always bad. All right, okay. so out of Teal Hopper, Zip, the Booty Man, Golga, and Isaac Yankum. Do we have someone for number two? The booty man. Really? Because Why? I can't accept him anymore. I can't tolerate him after dealing with that thing with the frying pans. If you go listen to WPAN, it was <laughs> oh, so at, horrible. At, uh, on Sense In the triple decker cage the, and, of death or whatever. And the fact that he's just there because he's Hogan's friend does him no favors, right? I mean, yeah. that's it's that's annoying. No uh, one wanted Ed, Ed Leslie yeah. around. <laughs> But it's not the worst gimmick, is it? I mean, well, no, I just thought good. I thought of another thing involved in all of that. Go ahead. Remember Giant Haystacks, and then he was the what was that that guy? He was no the Giant Haystacks was there. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He was there, and it's really bad. Which Kurt, one was he? He was the uh, the wizard. I think he was called the wasn't wizard. He? The wizard. No, that's, no, that's not Curtis right. Ikea somewhere. No, Curtis Ikea is also is the, the master. master. I don't remember Giant Haystacks' name. Uh, now I uh, the Bohemoth. I don't remember what yeah, it was. It was weird. But... He was fat. Yeah. He was very, very fat. But what about Al Snow, Quinn? He had some shitty gimmick. Leaf Cassidy is a stupid gimmick. Yes, but Leaf Cassidy led oh to Al Snow, if you recall. Yeah, like, technically, there's that, crossover. There, that's connected. Yeah, no, because he went to ECW because right. he lost his mind and right. then he came back as Al Snow. But he was also Avatar. Yeah. Loch Ness is who Giant Haystacks was. Loch Ness. But is, does anyone care about giant haystacks anyway, Quinn? No, so, All right. but then but they do care more about giant haystacks than they do Loch Ness. Loch Ness is bad. <laughs> Wasn't he like not even like a Loch Ness monster? No, he's just fat. <laughs> he's just a big fat fucking guy. Yeah. He's just a very fat man. His name is Loch What? Loch Ness? The Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Is this a Loch Ness monster? Does Gladiator Farouk count? No. Remember they had like amicable differences with Sonny and then he was like, I'm going to start a nation of domination. Like, That's get, what he said, right? He got a lawyer and everything. Like, yeah. Fine. What about the Sultan? That's some shit. Really bad. Now that's Rikishi. Yeah. Um, but that's like the worst thing that he ever did. That's yeah. worse than making a difference spot too. Think well, about- actually, I think making a difference is the worst. Why? Because it's so But he is ambiguous. Too. But he's the same thing, remember? But what is this making a difference about? Did he ever make a difference? When he became the Sultan. But how was he helping kids by wrestling? 
I never could understand it. I remember reading the article in WWF Magazine and being entirely confused. He's I, a positive role model. I didn't know if I was reading like a... Like the Power like, Rangers. Like a like propaganda thing to not do drugs or something. I, it was, well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever done drugs? Well, no. It worked. It made a difference. <laughs> but Sultan is really, really bad, Quinn. It's, here's the story. He was a uh, prisoner... Um, That's not this story. The Iron Sheik in the Saudi Arabia that or something. Didn't, none of that happened. And they cut his tongue out, and that's why he wore the mask. That part's true. That's not real. There we see the Sultan. Boy, he is impressive. Six foot three, two hundred and ninety-five pounds. Got to be very difficult to be able to breathe through that apparatus he has on. He's really bad. Let's just call it what it is. But is uh, is he worse than? I would say. Do we Comma. put the booty? Is Booty Man uh, officially? No, in? you want Booty Why Man? Why is he in? not in? I'm sorry, I'm all, sorry. Okay, let's, let's get the booty. Quinn wants it in the booty for yeah. number two. The Booty Man. Die, die, die! All right, Golga. <laughs> what about what's Al Snow's worst thing then? Al Snow. Uh, it's Avatar, Avatar, I think. The guy that comes to the ring with his mask on and then takes it. No, he carries the mask. Then he takes it off to wrestle <laughs> and then puts it back on. It's all bad. And he's supposed to be like a ninja, but he's not. But is it worse than Quang? <laughs> is Quang that Quang bad? sucks. <laughs> I hate Quang, and I can't even believe Quang made it into a video game. That's Raw always for, bothered me. Raw for Sega 32X. Only cheat, on that cheat one. Cheat code, yes, yeah. that's right. I used to download that just so I could play as Quang. Yeah, I'm not proud of that. But Quang's not like the, not worse than Zip. Quinn. Zip. Zip is worse. We had Chris Candido doing yeah. like a gimmick where he's a fitness guy, and he had his real-life girlfriend, right? And he had right. bleach blonde hair. So they decide, let's do another guy. <laughs> let's make a clone of him, basically. Yeah, but, like, no. but he's like indescript and he doesn't do shit. And and it's clearly Tom Pritchard with very bad hair. That's true. Z- zip. It's zip. zip. Okay, Zip. Come on, Quinn. Zip. Zip. For number three. And his name is Zip. His name is Zip. For number three, Zip. Die, die, die. Does Big, uh, Big Mabel have any say in this? Or is you he pre- Viscera? Yeah, he's like... Not bad now, enough, right? Now, who's the worst? Mabel or Viscera? Mabel. Yeah, because Viscera, at least, remember when he got nice by, when he knocked Lillian off the thing by accident or whatever? He didn't do it. Someone else did. He helped her. Yeah. But Viscera had the pajamas and the garbage yeah. bag. And overall, like he's, he's just like, he's a little more likable, I think. He is. There's like, something he's like, okay. I always liked his smile once he became evil. Yeah, like, it's was- very bright. Like, he's got the white eye thing. and the Quinn likes Viscera's smile. He had a good smile. Now it's time to talk about Barry Darso before we forget. Okay, right. So we had discussed how he might be Death Valley, but I feel like he's so good at these characters, though. Like, hole-in-one, as dumb yeah. as it is, yeah. he fucking plays it to a T, no pun intended. Yeah. You know? He- <laughs> like, <laughs> that was good, Quinn. Yeah. Very good one. He's very good. To a T. <laughs> now, does Red Rooster count? Does Red um, Rooster count? I think or, it no. does. Really? Yeah, because Terry Taylor does not like to be uh, acknowledge that thing for the rest of his career. Right. So, because he was Terry Taylor, and then he was, you know, um, the Red Rooster Terry Taylor, and he had the hair when he turned face, and then he just became Terry Taylor again. But he's always Terry Taylor, so I right. don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else there is. Well, we have an evil dentist. Uh-huh. We have the Sultan. Yeah. Loch Ness. Yeah. Are we talking Avatar is the worst one? For Al Snow, I mean, Leaf Cassidy. <laughs> Man, we're bad really picking too. on Al Snow, huh? Yeah, and Golga. What about the goon? Bill Irwin. Yeah. Oh man, it's all the people that they like just fucked over from <laughs> yeah. the south. But Bill Irwin wasn't that great, was he? He 
You think? I don't know if Bill Irwin was I mean, while Bill Irwin? He's I, okay. He was pretty over where he came from. Better than Black Bart? Yeah. A hundred <laughs> times better. You don't like Black Bart? Black Bart sucks. <laughs> oh, I have one, Quinn. What? The Stalker. <laughs> Barry Windham. That's pretty Does bad. Does that count? But remember, he, he stopped trying like I immediately. I think it's worse than like Loch Ness. <laughs> like, I, I can't like... Condone? I can't condone Loch Ness. He's not even like what he is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Yeti is not? Yeah, like... I guess Giant Haystacks is pretty poopy. <sighs> Giant Haystacks is like more reputable though. Quinn, actually, let's th- let's let's get Loch Ness out of your mind for a second. <laughs> okay. If I read you these names one more time, <laughs> think about which one's the most embarrassing, <laughs> and whichever one you say, I'm okay with because okay. they're all really stupid. Okay. A guy that might have problems uh, that really likes Cartman and eats Cheetos, <laughs> cheese puffs. A guy with his tongue cut out that's a, has a mask on is managed by the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund in 1997. Yeah. An evil dentist with bad teeth. <laughs> What was the first one again? It was a guy that might have mental issues that really <laughs> likes Cartman and eats cheese balls. That's the worst one. <laughs> I mean... What a fall from grace for John Tenta, right? I mean... It's very poor. <laughs> Golga? Golga for number four. Die, die, die. How about a recap for Donnie? Our Death Valley of least successful, less successful gimmicks is the Yete, the Booty Man. Zip. <laughs> it's so bad. Golga. <laughs> Folks, this was a really hard one. Uh, thank you, though, AJ Smith. Because we made it through it. it. We, we made it through it. Thank you very much. Please send in your suggestions to ovppodcast.com and go to the suggestions tab. Quinn, when we come back, we are finally doing the groundbreaking, the first Monday Nitro. Woo! What the hell is he doing here? Yeah. We'll find out right after this. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. It is better to give than to receive. Give it to him good when WWF WrestleMania slams out of the arcade and into your home. To thine own self, be true. With the most true-to-life wrestling you've ever seen. Love thy neighbor. Bob Hurts in the World Wrestling Federation. Do unto others. Do it to a first. WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game for leading home systems from a claim. No pain, no gain. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 95. Quinn, we're reviewing something, but before we do that, we always like to give some love to our friends of the show, Michael. The friends. We do have friends. We do have them. They'll um, be there for us. They just sure like, exist. Uh, just like the real friends on the TV show from uh, 1994-95. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have three shows that we really like to shout out each and every week. The first one I want to mention is the wrestling podcast about nothing, WPAN. It is a show that comes out on Monday, so listen to it right after us. It is a show that is hosted by two guys that have worked in the business. One of them is an independent wrestling referee currently on an extended hiatus. Mean Mike Crockett. The other one, Quinn, is your favorite wrestler, the Wine City Whaler, ROH's own Brian Malonis. The Whaler himself, the big, big friend. Big friend, very big, the biggest friend. Big friend rooting for him to get in the uh, Madison Square Garden show so I can see him live from the rafters yes. where we're sitting. He'll be hanging from the rafters yeah. there. So check out WPAN. They bring a nice perspective as guys that have worked in the business but are also fans. You'll get some current, some retro, some interesting topics there. So check out WPAN, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Another one, Quinn, mm-hmm. that you and I both really like. 
Greetings from Allentown. G.F. Allentown, and this hosted by one man, a very quirky, lonely man, Quinn. Little Petey Winston? Little Petey Winston. He's our little brother. What he does, mm-hmm. he's very, he's an artiste. He is a bit arty. Um, <laughs> he's, be- he's more arty than we are. That's, more, that's for sure. More arty and more farty. What he does yeah. is he'll use an old episode of wrestling and use that as his blank canvas. And he will paint you a vivid psychedelic picture that is interweaved with anecdotes and uh, asides and tangents about his personal recollections, uh, some baseball. Now, we make it sound elaborate on this show, but if you're like, I'm not into that arty part. It's just a, he, he's reviewing a wrestling show. He reviews a wrestling show and there's only one of him, so he talks more than like right, either yeah. of us do. Just to give you an idea, just in case the art is... Uh, right. Don't be scared by the art. Don't be scared. We just say that. Just listen it's to just the show. Up. Just listen to the show. It's good. It's on Thursdays. Yeah. And then the, another one that you can listen to that's good is Booking the Territory with Mike Mills and company. And what they do is they go south of the Mason-Dixon line. They do the NWA. They do some Smoky Mountain. They are, Quinn, the southern fried version of OVP. Very fried. Very fried. Very southern. <laughs> Very southern. So check out those three friends of the show. That is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Greetings from Allentown and Book in the Territory with Mike Mills. We love you guys and we thank you for your support. Quinn, we're reviewing something here and it's a bit of a, an oddity for us. It's to, a little mainstream for us. It is a little auspicious, if you will. This is the first ever WCW Monday Nitro, September 4th, 1995. And I say odd because, Quinn, we try to, for the most part, do the things that no one else has gotten to yet. Right. But this time we're doing the thing everyone else has gotten to. So <laughs> Exactly. So that's it's what mainstream. we're doing. Yeah. Now, Quinn, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, you know, this was a big deal, the first Nitro, because finally, WWF had head-to-head competition in the 90s. Bet your sweet ass it was a big deal. <laughs> I was very excited for this when it premiered because... Like I've always said, 1995 is like one of the first years I was in wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it was like, give me more wrestling. I just, I want more wrestling. It wasn't like nowadays where it's like there's 10 hours of wrestling from right. one company a week. Right, right, right. It's like, this is like, holy shit, another hour, but like on the same night. Like Against this is, Raw? Against Raw? This is crazy. And it was crazy. Now, the first Nitro, we want to take a look at this from Quinn and I were saying, more of an analytical aspect. So... There won't be as much match play by play match. If you care about the matches, just watch them. But it's not really necessary, other right. than like the first match, I guess, yeah, because it's like more technical, very technically and high good. flying. And there's the high flying and the technical. Uh, yeah. So the first Nitro was uh, aired unopposed, Quinn, which I think is pretty well known, right? Yeah. WWF had their annual like the dog show. Or was it the tennis? I don't know. Well, it might have been the tennis. I actually don't know. I don't, the- I don't remember. It's one of the two because there was only two times they were preempted a year. Yeah. The Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Right. And tennis were both big villains if you were a WWF fan. Oh my god. When I was a kid, when that shit would come on, I'd be like, are we serious here? There's like stuff right. there's stuff I need to know about in the world of wrestling. Like, right. What is this? Like I have to go to superstars to yeah, find out what you the hell to, happened? You had to like lower yourself yeah. to superstars. Yeah. So Nitro, obviously, Bischoff made a smart move there, whoever's call was Bischoff Turner, whatever. So on TNT for the first time ever on September 4th, 1995 at 9 p.m. unopposed was the first ever Monday night. And they chose, I'd say, a perfect, unique location, Quinn. That was the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, it was quite an interesting location. I think it fit wrestling at the time. Yep, just made sense. That mall culture and like wrestling, they kind of just weirdly went together with without any real explanation. They just kind of seemed like they deserved to be side by side. I agree with you. I mean, what's more 90s than the Mall of America mattering? And WCW. And WCW. (laughs) Existing. 
Let's get right to the intro, which you said, Quinn. Remember when this intro was new? Yes, I loved this intro, actually. The <laughs> things exploding. And the, the, Hogan. The floor is on fire for some reason, and then it just goes into the, the Nitro, like the classic logo before they fucked it all up. Oh, yeah. With the weird and all that In shit. In 99. Yeah, like, yes. it's perfect. We're hosted by Eric Bischoff. And Steve Mongo McMichael. Mongo has a great line. This is a championship place. This is a championship place. Mongo is fantastic here. He's we'll fun. get into him a lot yeah. because I think Mongo gets such a bad rap for his commentary. I don't care what anyone says. They can argue on the boards, like whatever. The boards. He's fantastic. He's got that, like I said, that that hometown barbecue feel to him, baby. But at the same time, <laughs> we're here he, to have a good time. He also doesn't stand for the shit from the heels, like that's like, true. And that's why I like him. That's true. Now, speaking of heels, Bobby the Brain Heenan, thankfully, at least yeah. he's on the show, too. Right. Unlike the first Raw, by right. the way. And by the way, WCW's celebrity, much better than WWF's for their first Raw. Oh, yeah. Raw yeah. Bar. Raw <laughs> Mongo, like, was so good that, like, I could have gone, like, the entire run of Nitro with it. I'm right. serious. I'm serious. You could have, yeah. A lot of people don't like him, but, right. like, I I just felt, like, comfortable right. when Mongo was there. It's like, yeah, hey, you know, it's Mongo. Well, you know what the thing is, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Unlike Rob Bartlett, who was there for three months to make fun of wrestling, Mongo yeah. appreciates it. Right, and he's plus he wants it. to be a wrestler. So. Right, so he's into it. He respects it. He puts it over. So Bobby interrupts. Bobby's like to Mongo, hey, you were great with the Cubs, which yeah. I thought was a funny line. But that's just the beginning Very of their, like, yeah. banter the whole show. That's right. Now, the first match on the first Nitro is a good one. It's Brian Pillman yep. versus Japan's own, Quinn, Jushin Thunder Liger, who had been in and out of WCW right. for a couple of years. In the grand years. tradition of when you're doing stuff for the first time or something, put Jushin Liger in the first match. Opening Be- match for like, life in I, North America. I said that because um, in America, he recently, I forget which NXT takeover right. was it was maybe it was the first brooklyn one they ever did but they like hearkening back to this nitro they got like liger to open right, with right. like uh tyler breeze tyler breeze wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah so uh, also of note david penzer is the ring announcer mm-hmm. nick patrick sans mustache no mustache but mullet is the referee for not the first evil ever yet not, not evil not fucking up starcade yet i knew it pillman is in the very last stages like literally the last month or so of his flying and Brian face run before that slow morph in the fall of 95 into that loose cannon character. Good. Because this match is very good and it kind of sh- goes to show you that like Brian Pillman was like ready for like a bigger role, right. like an actual better character role than just like guy in a tag team right. or like opening curtain jerker yeah. loser dude. Totally agree. Yeah. Quinn. And as this match showed, and this is obviously pre ankle injury. Yeah. Which would happen in April. He was an awesome wrestler during yeah, this period of time. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's yeah. really good. So Mongo says something about Liger about bringing a Ginsu knife, which, well, who is he? Rob Bartlett with that kind of <laughs> yeah, comment? already. I he's hope he didn't down. bring his Ginsu knife with him. That's a little That's dicey a little there. Dicey, no pun intended. You know what? It's still not as bad as Rob Bartlett. It's still not as bad it's as Bartlett. No way. What, 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 stop and <laughs> yeah. all that. So Mongo says the magnificent athletes with magnificent moves are why people should be watching the WCW. And you said when he would know he was at WWF a few months he, earlier. He would know because remember he was at the WrestleMania 11. <laughs> he sees that. He's like, this fucking sucks. And he also like got physically involved with those little boys comma. over there. Yeah. yeah, the little boys like comma. Because yeah. this is where the big boys play. They are playing. So uh, Mongo calls Bobby, calls him Bobby the Stain. Like immediately. And I'm like, yeah, you give it back to him, Mongo. It's like, fun. Even Bobby the Stain over there has to be impressed with those kind of moves. 
Bobby was trying to beat up on him at first. Like he thought, oh man, Bobby's just going to run all over him the whole time and it's going to be stupid. Yeah. And then this is where Mongo starts the charge right back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I'm not like, I'm not setting this precedent, Bobby the Brain. <laughs> and like, I'm going to be, he's kind of like the face version of Jesse the Body Ventura. Right, how, like, how Jesse was to Gorilla or Vince. Right, he's not going to stand for this shit, and he's bigger, so it's That's like, true. why should he care, like, what Bobby, like, just make fun of him in his own, like, southern fried way or whatever, He, you know how he talks. Uh, yeah, I love it. Now, Quinn, you said to me regarding Eric Bischoff on commentary that he was very Vince McMahon-y. Yeah, he's he's Mr. Vince it's over there. It's not good. Like, it's basically like, oh, this is the best! <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, what, what's going on? Oh, man! Like, he's just like, everything is a big deal. Yep. Covered by Brian Pillman, one, two, the referee in position, and what a way to kick off the hottest hour of wrestling action anywhere. At the same time, like, his ass is really on the line here. I like, in a weird way, you have to have some empathy for him, because literally Turner, like, put this in his hands as like, okay, this is your project, this is your time to shine to corporate, like, I'm putting you on TNT, one of our, like, WCW's never been on TNT, I don't think. No, it hadn't been. And like, this is it, like, you, you sink or swim here, so... If you're Bischoff, you're going to shill the shit out of, like, every single thing, make it sound like it's important. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all either, but I will say, overall, as an announcer, he is not nearly in the same league as Vince. Yeah, no shit. In the meantime, Bobby calls McMichael Bronco, so Mongo <laughs> calls him Bobby Hernia. <laughs> That's the best line of the night from Mongo. <laughs> oh, I was a Chicago Bear over there, uh, Bobby Hernia. <laughs> Mongo is great. Like, he's not going to take this shit. I love Bobby, but, like, Bobby sucks when he's unopposed. Like, yes. That's, like, why... He needs someone. That He never had that, really, in WCW. Like, that's Shivani true. would sort of humor he, him a bit. You know, yeah. they would have fun, but yeah. nothing like Gorilla. This is the closest, like, Bobby got to a Gorilla banter in a yeah. while. You know yeah, what I mean? It's pretty good. Bobby Hermia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, meanwhile, there is a very good back and forth match going on. Uh, this is kind of the action you'll always get in WCW. Yeah. But like, and to be fair, like, you're right. WCW was known for, like, the hot match at the beginning. Like, yes. and this is, like, again, setting the stage. Like, this episode overall, as we go through it, we'll see, like, it really does set the tone for like how Nitro is like pretty much for the years. entire yeah. existence. Like, and obviously the the format got a little stale later. They kept adding like ancillary shit onto the foundation yeah. set into the original like format, which is what we're seeing here tonight. Well said, Michael. Yeah. We also get a USA chant from the crowd because you know Japan. Right. Uh, Pillman kicks out of the unnamed here Liger bomb, and then a top rope her Karana gets two for Juice. That was awesome. That it Liger was that Ligerana. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Ligerana. Yeah. Second rope DDT by Pillman gets two, and then Pillman reverses a goal behind into a pinning combination for the win. Again, we're not going to do a lot of play by play, but excellent way to start the oh, show. Oh yeah, it was a solid match. It really, was, it was like ten minutes long. Yeah, about ten. You know, it set the tone. It's like, oh no, exciting matches happen on here that don't <laughs> suck. Like it's not like. A bunch, yeah. It's not like Barry Horowitz versus right. somebody. Bob Holly or yeah. something like yeah. that. Absolutely right, Quinn. So Pillman and Liger even shake hands afterwards. Remember, Pillman's still a face here in in September. Right. Not for long. Like, uh, just this match alone kind of sets the tone and it starts showing WWF in a weird way. Like, that, that how the, seeing this format, it's like, oh man, we really have to like... Step your it, shit it up. Has, like, every match has to be a, a big name. And it, it's sad because, to me, this show really does start the beginning of the end of the jobber match. Correct. Like, this is this is this where is it, really, when, yep. it really starts because every match on this card is not... Is, there's no jobber There's no match. jobbers on yeah. this. No, you're absolutely right. So Sting cuts a dumpy promo on Flair ending with, yeah! Like he's Howard Dean or something. Horrible. And, yeah! 
Earlier on, Eric Bischoff looked like an asshole with Hulk Hogan at Pasta Mania. Which, <laughs> you want to go into this? Uh, so Pasta Mania was Hulk Hogan's new uh, pasta fast food restaurant, and they happen to have one at the Mall of America. Right, and I was asking you, what as, a, as an Italian, I'm not Italian, but as, as an Italian, what is your opinion of pasta as a fast food? Well, they already have that at the Olive Garden. It's not fast That's, food, though. It, it's it's like fast you, enough. I, I just mean that pasta as like you go through a drive-thru and get pasta. Like, have you ever... <laughs> I've never s- had it. Listen so. to me. Have you ever been sitting at home and you're like, man, I really wish I could get pasta without getting out of my car? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, or just like get it here. like you get a burger at like... In- you can get it inside, too. I have you that. ever wanted that, though? That's my opinion of it. Well, sometimes you want spaghetti and meatballs real quick. That's what uh, Chef Boyardee is for, Michael. Yeah, but that still takes more time than fast food. Remember when Hogan had the chef's hat in the in like the yeah. print ad for it? So anyway, he is atrocious <laughs> yes, in this please plug. Get here. To that. Yeah, sorry, I just needed to. That was like an aside, like <laughs> asking as like somebody who knows more about that than me about pasta. Yeah, <laughs> what, what I also know more about the mafia too and yeah. wife beaters. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So Hogan asked the crowd, "Who's the greatest wrestler in the world?" Like, right. What the fuck like, <laughs> in the pasta store? Like, <laughs> like what does that have to do with the pasta? And then Jimmy Hart also annoys the shit out of me by holding the WCW belt up the whole time. He's got a white shirt on, which he is looks very stupid. weird because Jimmy like, Hart usually wears like a red or black shirt yes. like, under his jacket. He's just like cronying around, like, "Yeah, Hulkster, yeah, baby." His long time manager, Joe, fucking asshole. As WCW would always say, "Long time." <sighs> so Hogan threatens to feed Big Bubba some Hulkaroos. Like, what is why that? Is as that a threat? threat? Yeah, why is that the threat? Like, you're going to eat those Hulkaroos, brother. I'm going to give you your minimum caloric intake for the day, brother. Also, he's insulting Pasta Mania right. by saying that. It, and, Dick. like, what is he going to be, like, the million-dollar man and shove, like, beefaroni <laughs> in his mouth at, like, the end? And then, I guess, Sherry's going to pick it up or something. Like, the do- like Jimmy know. Hart will pick it up and yeah. put it in his pocket. Yeah. So, anyway, Hogan ends this promo with, What you going to do when Hulk Hogan, Pasta Mania, <laughs> and all my Pasta Maniacs run wild on you? Now, who are the Pasta Maniacs? Is it? like a subdivision of the Hulkamaniacs? Is, are they like a separate part or are they part of Hulkamania? Maybe they're like different or are they like within the Hulkamania but like a partition? Maybe they're a partition of the yeah. Hulkamania. So anyway, our next match here, let's go to the ring. This is the famous uh, big contest here uh, on the first night show. Ric Flair enters in an orange robe. He would kind have a crappy robe. No, I didn't like that. I was going to say, yeah. he, would have, uh, he would have much better attire, you know, yeah. still to come. I always like the green robe in this era because to me it was Green's like good. the Ric Flair robe. Like green the one is good he here. Always yeah. wore. Yes, green I like here. That's like his casual robe. It's casual robe. Uh, Randy Anderson is the ref as we see shots of uh, people taking the escalator. Great. I guess they're going up to Macy's or something. I got to like say, though, we're, we're joking, but it is a cool look the it's way cool it like, goes over the entranceway. It's a very striking arena that they're in. WWF at this time was not anywhere special. And also, we didn't even mention, like, behind the ring, there's the see-through elevator, too. So that's, yes. like, another cool little extra going yeah. on. And, it, and the elevator's in operation. Like, people are going through the mall up and down the elevator. Yeah, no, it totally is a great place. It's very visually striking. Great yeah. choice of location. So the U.S. champion Sting enters in his Barney purple attire. Mm-hmm. And then, as both combatants are in the ring, a man in a big puffy white shirt enters, Quinn. Oh, yeah, this is the moment. This is Lex Luger, literally days, maybe a day. I think like after SummerSlam or something, right? Yeah, and he did the uh, in the Maritimes, like Nova Scotia, or where, not maybe not Nova Scotia, but whatever the fucking part of Canada is that no one goes to in the Northeast, mm-hmm. like the islandy parts. Right. He was there for a tour, like a few days, Newfoundland for WWF. For WWF, 
And all of a sudden, he had been working on a handshake deal with Vince for right. months. He shows up in WCW. That's where we get the famous, you know, what the hell's he doing here? Right. And this is the this sets the precedent. The big precedent about Nitro is that you never know who might come from the WWF over to the WCW, which Brilliant. is like this becomes like a thing about right. WCW. And there's even more of it later. It's more minor. Yeah. But it's this it's this idea that like very minor. <laughs> there's these people that are not in WCW right now. Maybe they're they could be in WBF or somewhere else. But Nitro's the show where anyone might show up, and that was something wrestling fans had not seen because we were used to the vignette in the like long like yes thing before. Right, and now like this this at this one thing here set the way that they did it. Like from then on, absolutely during this Glenn. era that happened all the way up until the radicals. Right in two thousand, you know, right. like and that was even the to way this they did day, it. Like they still try to get the surprise for everyone. Like it, it, whether it be by Royal Rumble time, they AJ have a big, de- they have a big debut, or even on Nitro, uh, not Nitro, but Raw. Raw. Yeah, like sometimes, like all of a sudden, it's like this person from NXT will show up. Right, like sure. it, like with the unannounced. Like this is still something that is to this day used and yeah. like, this is a this is a, a big deal what in the hell is he doing here i'm pissed now so anyway flair and sting have what i would call quinn a match right <laughs> they, they are are matching yeah you said it kind of feels like it has no real purpose it's just it doesn't because sting and, and luger or sting and rick flair fought each other like seven thousand times by this point yeah and like oh yeah he's double crossed him or you, <laughs> like you don't you could just make up in your head what the hell happened why they're fighting you're absolutely right like it doesn't matter and it also starts the tradition of like or actually no it continues the tradition that if you're having the first of something in wcw only <laughs> or the last of something it's sting versus rick flair like always like the clash, clash of the champions yeah, before this the first Nitro and yeah. then the last Nitro. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, th- this is what you do. It's just like the WCW match, you right. know? And it's it's a very regular, uninspiring, it's fine. Uh, anyway, it's also the tail end, I need to mention, of Sting having the, the total bleach blonde hair. He started to grow it out in the fall of 95. Which, you know, I was asking you during it, was he like... And, and who knows, maybe somebody on the boards can tell us, but like, was the Crow Sting, regardless of what happened with the NWO, was that like a plan, like he was going to change? To change the character, right? Yeah. Maybe they didn't know about the NWO part, but maybe they were planning to make him like a darker character. No, I'm not sure. That's a good question. If anyone yeah. knows, let us know. So then Iron Anderson, that's right, Arm himself, emerges in a very stylish windbreaker. Horrible, like <laughs> Nike members yeah, only jacket. Just standing there, ringside. Big super play by Sting. Mongo says, it almost knocked my modeler off the table. <laughs> So that uh, figure four by Flair as Sting beats his chest like a big dork. <laughs> Flair blatantly grabs the ropes forever in front of Randy Anderson, which that actually draws the DQ as Arn enters the ring. Right. Takes off that god-awful windbreaker. And he Thank and, God. <laughs> he and Flair go at it all the way up the aisle. Now, if you recall, way back, uh, well, I don't know how far back, we reviewed, I think, the second episode of Nitro. Aha. Uh-huh. And Flair fought Arn. Right. This is why. They were having problems. They were having problems, but if... Just to fast forward so people are like, why was Arn Anderson not broken off Ric Flair like a long time ago? It's because like basically the re- the resolution of this feud was is they just reformed the horsemen and yes. were like, okay, this was fun for a while. We, yes. we got it out of our system and now let's reform, bring the yeah. band back together. They said some shit like that. It was that. something like that. Yeah. Like Arn basically dupes Sting into teaming with them and then beats the shit out of Sting and reforms the horsemen with right. Flair yeah. and 
Then they add in Pillman, and it was Benoit, I think, right? Yeah, that was, that was the that, uh, reforming version. Yes. Yeah. Doug Dillinger appears yet again to scold Arn, perhaps for his prior choice of jacket. I'm not sure. I agree. That scold <laughs> All of the chaos, by the way. This I forgot about. Scott Norton in like a sleeveless <laughs> dress shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like he hops it's the like he just barricade. cut the sleeves off on yeah. a dress shirt. Yeah, yeah. from like L.O. Bean. Yeah. He hops the barricade, yells at Bobby. Bobby says Eric is the man to see. So Norton yells at Bischoff about how he has a contract. Mongo like defends Bischoff. He's like, hey, you walking out of here. And then Savage comes out of nowhere and he's like, oh, I'm glad <laughs> you're finally here. Let's wrestle. Right now, by yeah, the way. Right now. Yeah, right now. But then they don't like and yeah. like you're gonna get fired and the contract's yeah. not active <laughs> right. and if you wrestle or whatever. But this again, this is again setting the tone, which right. made Nitro different. Somebody could just come out of the crowd, challenge someone, and there might be like the match right then and there, which like was not happening on any of these other shows. No, I mean the Marty Jannetty coming out of the crowd to challenge Michael's happened on the that May seventeenth, ninety three raw, but it was once yeah. ever. Yeah. Savio Vega hopped the barricade at in your house one. Who cares? Yeah, not me. But yeah, like so, no, you're right. And Quinn. also debuting superstars on top of it. Yeah, not Scott like, Norton. Yeah, like that. He was not there. No before. No matter what was you he? think of Scott Norton, he's more just like an example of like what they're doing. I like Scott Norton, the worker. By the way, he just never mattered here in the in Japan. Everyone loved him, right? Because he was like a big man, like Vader yeah. or something. But like, like here, Hansen. you know, he was more like an assistant. He was like an assist <laughs> character. Like it's how I feel like if no, you're, you're to right. put him in a video game. Yes, he's like. He's like if a chicken shit heel or like a like a faction like the NWA, right. they need some like some big guy to do to stand behind them when the yeah. when the big baby face comes out. It's, it's like, like Scott, yeah, Scott Norton's your guy. Like to like, well, he'll take the hit because he's yeah. like huge, right. right? Like he was never treated like above that, here. right? Yeah. But anyway, Savage Prince is out of the ring as we get more Doug Dillinger, and then we get uh, next week Sabu Quinn Sabu will be here. Now that at the time was it's a, a big deal. Was a big deal. Sabu yeah. was um. Coming off being an ECW where he was like a phenomenon, as we talked about in the 94 episode, like yes. Sabu was, he he is not a joke no, in he's 1995. Not. No. Like he is like, this is a big, like, oh my God, Sabu's coming to like a real wrestling federation. Yes. Like this is crazy. It was a big deal. They yeah. didn't, they got rid of him shortly after, right. obviously. Well, they, there's a, he has a horrible match on his first, yes. like where he, he gets like a shitty like wood board or something and it doesn't Bad. break. And Against Jerry Lynn or something, Everything right? that possibly can go wrong and you almost have to feel for Sabu, like everything that could go wrong in the first match goes wrong. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it kills the allure of Sabu. Yeah, he's out of there pretty soon, yeah. actually. So anyway, we're back and Mean Gene, the glasses edition is in the ring. He wants to congratulate uh, Mike Hill from Coleman, Alabama for winning the Harley Davidson sweepstakes. Mike drop. Jeans <laughs> Literally, out of there. that's it. Mike Hill from Coleman, Alabama. Congratulations en route to you on 1995 Harley Davidson Softail. Bischoff comes back and throws to Mr. Wall Street. Uh, that, of course, Quinn is who? IRS. Yes, Mike Rotunda who really isn't very good. We no. concluded. <laughs> now, may I note his attire? He oh, a, please. He has this coat that's very not stylish. No. Like, it's... Uh, if he's supposed to be rich, right, he's not doing a good job acting like he's rich because he has a coat with, like, a monogram, but, like, it just is, like, a glittery monogram. It's almost like somebody took Elmer's glue and put it in a money <laughs> symbol and then put, like, gold glitter. glitter on, but, like, not, like, where it should be. It's too big, and it's only on, like, the collar thing <laughs> on the... Not, like, on the top collar, but the side collar. Yes, I like, know. It's terrible. <laughs> so it looks horrible, and he looks like a cheap ass, and he's supposed <laughs> to be like 
M- greed is good. Michael Wall Street, like the fake version of the movie Wall Street, and yes. it just sucks. Oh, uh, he he cuts a really stupid promo where he makes fun of the new generation, and he says that the IRS will be watching me closely. So many like really shitty callbacks. Like you know when there's just like a shitty callback where yeah. it's like you're trying too hard, right? The new generation is nothing more than the few generation. But who the fuck does Mike Rotunda think he is, anyway? Yeah. No one gave a shit about him, like, ever! Yeah, he was crap. <laughs> you even I'm surprised s- he just didn't come on. It's like, don't forget to pay your taxes, and right. then just, like, left. So he had, he had just been in WWF in July, but no one cared or noticed that he left. He was so useless by the <laughs> right. time he left. Like, this is not a big acquisition. Who does he think he is now, here? He, I have to say, even Scott Norton is a bigger yes. deal than this idiot. Fuck off it's with him. It's just like some lower Carter. Like, who gives a shit? Right. He's the guy that was so unimportant that even, like, the NWO didn't want him I'm after pretty, a while. I'm pretty sure he was, like, on Nitro once when he first came in. Then he was on Saturday night for, like, the rest of his tenure. <laughs> Other than on Nitro after he got the jeans and NWO shirt. The, and then the anti-WCW shirt, remember? <laughs> oh, right, when he got kicked out of yes. NWO. But not because the NWO kicked him out, but because, like, basically WCW deemed him unimportant. <laughs> what was, like, the official excuse on, that, like, kayfabe? That, like, his contract with the WCW avoided his NWO contract. Which That's was. so dumb. I know. That's, like, no, we just, we made a mistake putting you in the NWO. That's, <laughs> That's what what it was. Speaking of people that got booted from the NWO, Big Bubba Rogers enters the ring. Now, that gimmick here isn't the same to me as the 80s version because he's in he looks like the slim big boss man. Yeah, but he just he has the same attire as Big Bubba. Yes. Like the suspenders just, and the striped shirt. It's just not the same, right? He do, he, it's just because he looks different. Yeah, like, he's it's small. because his body has changed. He looks like the big boss man with a white shirt. What's interesting here, unfortunately, is Bubba, even in these times, he had the hat when he came to the ring, but yeah, there's but no hat. We don't get a hat. <laughs> What's that about? Very upsetting. Yeah. I wanted to see him in his full regala. Yeah. So anyway, Hulk Hogan's shitty music hits, which Quinn likes, but let's not get into it's that. It's not even that bad. It's pretty bad. Plus, uh, Brian Malonis, uh, expert Hulk Hogan fan. That's true. Let us know, Malonis. So Hogan postures his way down the aisle while Jimmy Hart is dressed like Apollo Creed from Rocky Four. He sucks. <laughs> oh my God. They, he is like true. the biggest Hulk Hogan shill it's by so this point. Horrible. It's like his only purpose to exist is Hulk Hogan. It's really bad. Him and Beefcake, man, by this time. Well, don't just, worry. We'll get enough of him uh, later. So anyway, the mall crowd cheers Hogan, presumably because they know who this guy is. It's the, probably the only person they knew, other than maybe Ric Flair. May, and they knew Luger, I yeah. guess, unless that was someone coaching I think they them. knew who Sting was, actually, too. So maybe not, no, no, everybody wasn't known. Maybe not. Yeah. Fun fact, though, Quinn. This match here, Hogan versus Ray Trailer, much better feud in 1989. Hell yeah. Very good feud. Um, it's a shame 1994 Big Boss Man was fucking cool. Really good. What the hell happened? He's just another goon of the it's month. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. They, I guess they just didn't want to push him, which, whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Randy Anderson's or F, his shirt is all untucked. Anyway, you said Quinn Hogan has his Mr. Nanny hair. Yeah, it's like the long, <laughs> like the long stringy Hogan hair. Straw colored. I, not that he always didn't have the long with the bald spot. But, but it was shorter it sometimes. It was like shorter than Curlier? that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucked up and I don't like it. I don't either. So anyway, typical 1989 Hogan match happens as a proud sign up front says Hogan sucks, which I agree with in 95. Anyway, wow. Hogan beats up Bubba with Jimmy Hart's stupid coat. What is that about? I don't know. You said this matches all the bullshit that people hate about Hogan. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just 
everything on display since the thumbs up incident. Well, really since like King of the Ring and like WrestleMania 9 yeah. and all that. Like full full bore here. Just like cheating, but they're okay with it. Yeah, he can just do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> it's so annoying. He just like grandstands. <laughs> yep. does his, he's he's like doing the ear thing like before the match is over, like that bullshit. Yeah, it's like so shitty. Very aggravating. Yeah. Bubba misses in charge of the corner. Punches by the pasta man there, but Bubba hits, I guess, the boss man Bubba slam. The Bubba slam. What is it called? I guess the, well, oh yeah, because he's not boss man right. slam. Gets uh, two. Let's just call it the Bubba slam. How okay, about that? that's fine. So uh, Hogan, of course, hulks up. The crowd barely cheers. That finger point, big punches, big boot, dink, three well, count. Well, that existed. That existed. Jimmy Hart jumps up and down like a hamster on meth. It's very <laughs> aggravating. And then Hogan's posing until, because why, Sullivan, Here we go. the Zodiac at Leslie, Kamala, and the shark run in. You know, this show was going good, and then they <laughs> reminded us that the Dungeon of Doom existed. They're horrible. They're not good, even in an ironic way. They're like, really bad. We're at this point now with with the Dungeon of Doom where they're just they're not even a threat. They're just annoying. Like yeah, they're, they're just, annoying. They're like go away. You've been defeated like multiple times <laughs> right. by this point. So Hogan's fighting with them until Lex Luger comes in to help out Hogan, and then Luger Luger and Hogan have a standoff. So Sting and Savage come in to help them make nice or whatever. Why is Savage even friends with Hulk Hogan at this point? Remember when he like punched him at WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. Nine? And I all? don't know why. Like That's... I don't remember why they're friends. I don't know actually either. They shouldn't really be. There's There was never a formal makeup. No, but they would keep teaming up and obviously yeah. fought off the Dungeon of Doom. So anyway, coming up, more Nitro. Very helpful graphic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, at Fall Ball, at Fall Brawl, Quinn, Hogan, Sting, Savage, and allegedly Vader will team up to help fight muscular dystrophy. Uh, it, for all my little dogs or whatever. What does Savage say? For all my little brothers, there. Yeah. yeah, or whatever he says. But anyway, it wouldn't be Vader, Quinn. It would actually be Luger. Luger replaced Vader. Vader. Now, now had, Vader, did, did he leave already? He left, yeah. Okay. He had gotten into a scuffle with Paul Orndorff. Oh, that's weird. Little mini arm? <laughs> I wonder who won that scuffle. Uh, speaking of muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Uh, mean Gene is now in the ring. Luger storms in, says he's here for one reason and one reason only. Who is he, Andre the Giant? Yeah, yeah he says a bunch of Andre-esque stuff. Luger wants a WCW <laughs> title because it's the only one that makes you the real world champion. And Luger says he's tired of playing with kids. Now, I need to mention Hulk Hogan, a man who has taken a lot of time off from wrestling since 1988 to be in very poor <laughs> movies, accuses Luger of playing games all these years. Yeah. Just let he, that one sink he in. He has no, not a leg to stand on with that one. Speaking of which, we saw Kamala earlier. Yeah. So they're going to wrestle next week. So they start shoving each other around. We cut back to the announcers. Pepe, his first appearance, Mongo's yes. dog. Pepe is dressed in a um a devil costume, Quinn. He's a devil dog. Yeah. Like, the you know, the, the snack, the yeah. dessert. Uh-huh. I yeah. get it. It's get very, it. very clever. Very it's cl a really good part. Did he have a hot dog costume? And something? I hope That'd so. be so awesome. Yeah. Or, like, Put him have, in the him microwave. Like, have, like, flames on him. Like, yes. so you get, you get the pun, hot right. dog. He's a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very good. Anyway, Mongo says the Dungeon and Doom had unmitigated gall to jump awesome. in the ring earlier. And I'll tell you one thing about the Dungeon and Doom, baby. You ain't their fan no more. After that, the unmitigated gall of them jumping in there like that, brother. And that's it. Bischoff signs off, and that concludes the very first Nitro. Quinn, before we wrap up here real quick, I gotta say, very strong debut. Hell yeah, and it would be this way for a couple months. There was this very short stale period from about I don't know, like February, February to March. See, it's like I'm a, with you. It's like a month or There's something. A couple of months, maybe B April. before the NWO. It's almost yes. like they were like, okay, we figured out this format, right? And we're gonna do this format. Yep. They got to about February and they were like, man, we need to like change this up a bit. And when they did, 
Nitro would never be not watchable. Yeah, it you know, was good even, for a even, even years. when it got bad, it was like it was still exciting. Yeah, and it was always exciting. You're right. Yeah. So this was a great start to it. The unpredictability aspect, the IRS notwithstanding, but yeah. the Luger thing, Scott Norton, big marquee names, big matches. And the thing is, is you compare that to two things: WWF's first Raw, it had the Undertaker. It didn't have any surprises. It didn't have any surprises. It had jobber matches. Rob Bartlett was offensive yeah. to like a wrestling fan. The Undertaker beat up a jobber. Shawn Michaels beat up a jobber. Yeah, t- really. Like, um, didn't Tatanka beat up a jobber? No, Yoko beat up Coco Beware. And great location for the first Raw. But what WWF had going on at the time was not so hot. I mean, it was Luger. I mean, uh, Bulldog, Diesel, Mabel. <laughs> it's all bad. Shawn was hot. Brett was yeah. going to heat back up in the fall, but there wasn't that many great things. Golas was coming in. I got to give a uh, major props to WCW, to Eric Bischoff. And uh, yeah. you know me, guys. I'm more of a WWF fan. That's right. an understatement. He Bischoff got a nice one up on Vince here. He did something that no competitor to Vince was able to do. And he, he surprised him. I, I could see Vince watching this like in my brain right. and being like, Poof, like oh, I'm gonna have like, to do something oh, about shit. this. Like this is this isn't like a normal competition. Like this is an actual. Like he probably thought going in, oh, it's just gonna be their typical yeah, Saturday yeah. Night bullshit. Right, and like he's no, it, it no, was no. it was completely. Di- I think it took the wrestling world by nobody expected what they were doing to happen. When I watched this as a wrestling fan back in the day, I remember being like, this is like not like superstars raw um, Saturday night. Like this is nothing like that. Absolutely right, Quinn. So next year, next week, you want a war, we'll give you a war. We'll see how that goes in WCW and WWF. But until uh, next time, I, of course, am Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. Thank you for being with us for yet another week of our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter if you haven't yet, at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Send in your OVP 100 clip. If you want to donate, you can do that at patreon.com slash OVP podcast and join the group. If you haven't yet, it'll be a great time to talk about the retro wrestling there. But until next week, until next year, I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn, and we will see you in 1996. See ya. CTV becomes NBC's Starcross Thursday. First on Friends, Caroline shows up to meet Ross's son. Where's your baby? Then Ross is on the single guy, and they each think the other one's, well, hey. And it's a silly, willy, little Seinfeld. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're smooth. Then Chandler turns up on Caroline. Can he win Annie's heart? Be yourself. NBC Starcross Thursday this week. If you don't tune in next week, you got a screw loose. loose.